Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Carrying Through the Matrix on the 24th of May 2020. And once again, as always, I hope that you're all doing as best you can. I said, what else can I say? As best as you can. Because that's all any of us can actually do under the circumstances. Living in this big agenda-driven society that uh, we have very little say in, especially when we keep quiet. <laughs> and that's the problem with society. Uh, too many folk today just keep quiet and go along with it. It's not unexpected. That's the way it pretty well has always been. And I've mentioned before that Aldous Huxley went through it in a, a similar form because he talked about suggestible people and the percentages of, of, of primary suggestible people who would go under whatever they're told immediately under the spell of it uh, and using techniques like Bernays laid out way back in 1920s and 30s and 40s and and Huxley was giving his, his talk to Michael Wallace in the 1960s, I think. He mentioned a certain percent of the public would go under immediately to, to suggestion put out by authority. And they'd buy whatever they were told to buy or behave the way they're supposed to behave. Uh, even read what they were supposed to read, magazine-wise and so on, by advertisers. They fell for it very quickly. And he said that... But then there's a percentage that simply don't go under the spell right away. But you can get another 10% under quick if you give them more and more reinforcement of the suggestion. Oh, come on now, just try it a bit longer and you'll find that it'll work. And just coach them a little. And sure enough, they'll, they'll eventually succumb to it as well. And that's really that leaves a small percentage that can be hypnotized and brought under through the, the direct suggestion by authority figures. And that really goes by in today's society. The behaviorists know they're taught this, this kind of stuff, how to manipulate us all. And in fact, a lot of your tax money goes into funding the big, big paychecks and the studies from the neuroscientists and behaviorists and psychologists that make their money like parasites off of us so that they can basically manage the host that they feed off, which is all of us, of course. And we put up with it. We put up with it. And that's a sad thing to me, yeah, very sad. The folk aren't uh, ticked, at least ticked off a little bit about how they're managed and manipulated. And as I say, we, we pay for all these studies through our tax money so that we can be used, basically. We're, we're, we're looked upon as cattle. And unfortunately, and I've met lots of the people in the, in the sciences of behaviorism and psychology that work in these kind of fields and like the, the, the behavioral insights teams that work across the internet managing your thoughts and what you should be looking at and, and don't look at this and even shaming you and all that stuff. Uh, all paid by our tax money, big fat salaries. And I, I see them in the same category as the KGB or, or the, the Stasi would be. I really do. I lump them all together, these people who are manipulating our minds and our thoughts and using all dirty tricks to try to make us do what they want us to do. It's, they're disgusting people. They really are. And that's society. So we shouldn't really put up with it, but again, most folk do. And they know that, the exact percentages that go along right away. We're living through, as I say, an agenda. It's an agenda-driven society. And 
I used to give talks on that, uh, how even in the 1800s, the big corporations of the day, even before that too, had their 100-year business plans, sometimes longer than 100 years. They knew exactly where they wanted to be, at least 100 years in the future, uh, like the, going back even further to the, to the old East India Trading Company and how they, they set out their, their settlements of, of, of countries they would take over and fight and, and use the military in Britain to do the fighting for them. So private corporations always have been in bed with the Bank of England and that's what created the British Empire. The bank, of course, would lend to government to pay for the armies and so on, and then the, the, the government would, would quite happily give them the right to tax the public to pay back the loans, and that's never changed to this day. That was a prototype that eventually America, too, would copy with its Federal Reserve System, and uh, which, again, is private banks, a collection of private banks. Uh, it's not really national at all. In fact, foreigners generally run it. <laughs> They're not American citizens. It's quite amazing. To, 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 that's another story altogether. But anyway, getting back into what I'm saying, most folk in today's society, as you know, and I keep mentioning it since this whole thing started, I go back to the, to the idea of terror. We're, un, we're in a war of terror. This is a reign of terror upon the public. They always use this in a revolutionary time. They did it for the French Revolution, this, the, the Bolshevik Revolution. They always have a, a reign of terror to, to, to absolutely petrify the public into compliance. And that's what you're living through now, if you, if you haven't figured it out. They also used it with 9-11, the Pearl Harbor event that they just miraculously got for the PNAC group. So it's the same thing, and that lost a whole bunch of rights for the American people and the people of the world, too, that copied and followed suit. And this is the part two of that part one again. Uh, part one, the towers, part two now, the corona. And, uh, and here we go again. But it's based on terror, which is like a bad horror movie. You'll still watch it and watch it because you're tuned, you're tuned to trying to survive. It's a primitive part of the brain and the limbic system. And that's what is your fight or flight system is based upon that too. And even though it's a bad movie, you'll identify with the characters are getting chased or hunted or about to be eaten or whatever it happens to be. And and if you look away, you see, you, you, you'll miss a clue. You might miss a clue that, that's going to be vital for your survival or, or your failure. And, and so you keep watching it. And that's what they're using daily and have been from the beginning uh, with the complete onboard of all media with this whole war of terror repeating the same horrific things to the public. You're all going to die unless you take a vaccine and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, and people who keep tuning in every day to walk, get their dose of terror in case, again, they, they miss that one bit of information that might one day come across that's going to be vital for survival. They keep tuning in for the next bit of fear, you see. If folk haven't figured out by now, this is all incredibly well-coordinated from the very, very top. To bring in a new system, we can quote the facts until the cows come home. If there's any meat left at all or, or, or milk to drink, the time this is finished, but the thing is, facts don't matter. If you haven't noticed, you know, unless you really drive them home with something else behind it, you must put demands behind the facts, like get off our backs and stop this nonsense. 
and let's get on with living, you see. Uh, because uh, if you don't, you're into the whole agenda. The whole agenda was designed, a brand new type of agenda, of a total lockdown of the public, including the healthy people. Never been done in history. It goes against all common sense, even for herd immunities, you see. And folk who are testing positive for antibodies to this, meaning they've had it, or they, they could have had, by the way, so vague now they're getting so confused with their own studies and counter studies, etc. Uh, you might have, you might prove positive if you even had flu shots in the past. Uh, and these are official. I'll bring it up tonight. Official <laughs> stuff about this too, so they can't say this as lies since they put it out themselves in previous years. But if you prove positive, um, uh, they've got two choices now. You see. Uh, they want to lock you down again, you, if they're testing positive, and then find everybody you've been in contact with. Uh, because it, that being positive doesn't mean you've still got the darn thing. It's residues to, to the RNA, actually. It's residues. It's fragments of, of dead viruses and so on. Uh, they're still around. They're everywhere. And that's what, that's what these tests for the, for, the, for the swabs are designed to pick up on, you see. It doesn't mean you've still got the thing. And if you, if, you, if you get a factual, proper, um, it, there isn't even a, a proper laboratory test, really, uh, for the antibody, because it doesn't mean it's the antibody to the, for that exact coronavirus, you understand? They, they try to make it out that they're so precise. They're not precise at all. I've spent so many years, so many years going over uh, false information that was touted at one time, one time as the holy truth from the very top, only be discounted years later by, oh, subsequent researchers found that, blah, blah, and then they go the opposite direction. And, and they never go back and say, oh, we're very sorry for giving you all that false data before. That never happens. They never apologize. Because they start to apologize, the public might start thinking, well, wait a minute, maybe they're wrong quite a lot at the time. So they can't go there. They just go on to the new normal and repeat it as though they'd never had a previous new normal, you see. And that's, that's really what it's all about. That's how it's done. I can remember one of the biggest companies in Canada that took the blood supplies and for tests and, and sputum and all the other different tests that they did for different stools and everything else. Uh, a massive company. And um, again, these companies get big contracts put out by the federal and provincial governments. I think they're all through the states too. But uh, they found out that there was there's so much scams going on that literally about half of the results were were fake, false positives, and no matter what they were testing, and false negatives, meaning they were just making the darn stuff up as they went along. A lot of them were definitely doing that. I have no doubt too that the technicians, lab technicians, had pressure put on them by their bosses. Because it's all bonus time, isn't it? The more you ram through, the fact, the better it is for them all, you see. Until credibility goes out the window and honesty with it. And, uh, and that's pretty common, by the way. We live in a very corrupt society. Very corrupt society. So anyway, they lost the contract and some other big company got it. And I wouldn't be surprised if the same thing's happening now, you see. But having a false, uh, or a, a, a positive, I should say, to an antibody, really, an antibody that would, that would fight it, you see, is very iffy. 
at the best when they say that it might not be the right antibody. Well, what do you mean? Make your mind up here. Uh, and then they'll say, well, we, we, can't, we can't say that it'll last very long, this antibody. Well, nobody can until you study it for years down the road. And I've seen virologists already, or heard virologists, uh, top ones too, some of them saying if you've got an antibody to this thing, you've got it for life. Other ones will say, are, are parting the same phrase, well, you might only have it for two or three years before it dies off, you see. That's how it goes. And that's something, of course, the vaccine companies, uh, massive industry, of course, incredibly <laughs> lucrative industry. Um, especially right now when they're throwing trillions around the world here and the hands are all out for studies uh, into all oddball kinds of things. But when you think about it, the uh, the whole idea of vac- repeat vaccination is because your, your antibodies might not last long enough until the next outbreak of whatever it happens to be. But three or four years down the road, this particular one won't be around. It'll be some, it'll mutated into something, some other strain, you see, or many strains. And then they go back to the, the old idea to, well, you might have crossover from, from a, if a vaccination doesn't work, it might be similar enough to give you crossover. This is, this is, the, this is the trick that they try to use for get, for, to keep taking vaccines for flu, for instance. If that was the case, you'd across, well, the original, the, whoever the original flu ever was many, many, many years ago, right? Uh, then you still be you have a crossover to that one too, so that doesn't work at all. So their whole idea of crossover is out the window. You, you generally have to have that exact right one or not at all. You know. But don't forget, we have again the flu types um, every every year, and most of the time you you never know you've had it either. It passes through your system just like polio passed through the system of most folk in the nineteen fifties. 40s and 50s, and folk never knew they had it unless they had some problem where it would settle in to a particular, definitely injured areas in the body. It would settle in and cause the problem sometimes. So, And for the young children, they've never found out why some of them uh, stayed with some and not the others, of course. And that's very debatable to that whole, that whole thing. There's, there's a whole lot more information we have today. As I say, that this is a massive. Uh, uh, haven't you noticed? And this is what really struck me initially. Was that was was the all for one and one for all parroting of every supposedly public figure in the health industry that was put on television? I saw only through the computer. I didn't see the TV ones, but it's really taken from TV. All these little clips and so on. And no matter what country. It was the, the ones who were put in charge of health. Oh, you, 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 don't, you didn't need them. You didn't need them at all because it didn't matter what they looked like. They all had Fauci's voice. They all said exactly what he said. Exactly what he said. The same as the WHO, of course, this big clique at the top that had pre-planned this, obviously, their response to this. Because right, right off the bat, they, they, they never went anywhere near Never, anywhere near the fact that your body would probably have a, develop an antibody to it. Didn't even, no, from the very beginning, it was every, and it's still the same, by the way. Uh, you've got to get a vaccination for this. And then, only then will we let you out of your houses. Right? And only then will we let you go to work. Now, this was right from the beginning, folks. 
you, at the very top, you, you've got a, 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 a clique here who, who are so compromised in vaccine industry and, and, and massive handouts and multi-million, even billion-dollar industries for, for, for it looks worldwide, to go worldwide. They're all in it together, aren't they? They really are. And I said, too, eventually, if they don't back off from their threats of what they're going to do to the public, I said they'll lose all credibility. And when, when that starts to happen, when they start losing credibility, tyrants, and this is the key to it, tyrants then get really heavy-handed and nasty and lethal towards the public. That's, the, that's what you learn through history. Where, especially when they're in the wrong, they'll, they won't back off. And, and the pledge to go ahead with something, because uh, nothing's going to break this agenda, uh, they'll, go, they'll get vicious towards the public. That, that's, that's the dangerous, dangerous thing. Because they can't ever back off, because if, if it come, <laughs> the information that's coming out now has got enough to put lots of them on trial already for what's happened. No mistakes can be forgiven. But when, when they're complicit and heavily involved with huge shares and so on, and some of them even own vaccine companies, I mean, hey, wait a minute here, huh? Wait a minute here. This is looking rather suspicious. And uh, and the more suspicious it looks, the more angry the, 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 the perpetrators become and the more vicious they become to, the, to those who are exposing them. That That's a dangerous time. And that goes for, for the complicity, too, of those in governments. They know it, too. They know it. And that's why they'll stick together to, to, to like one for all and all for one till the end. Huh? Because this is, there isn't just money here. It's a, it's a complete new way of living throughout the future. The high-tech industry, uh, the, the Rockefeller Plans for the future, basically. You know, they came out with two projections for the future. The scientific system of tracking and tracing everybody in a whole new way of living. And, and, and the real kibosh on anything anything to do with, with uh, any traces still left over of, of personal freedom and privacy. To, to completely eliminate that for the average people. And that's what they want to be unfurled, of course, the whole futurist um, phenomena. Years ago, it's boring to me because I, I did talks on the futurist societies and how they work with the behaviorists on behalf of the masters that run the world. And yes, you do have masters that run the world. And it isn't just the deep state, you know. Uh, that's one, one term for it. The deep state really uh, is more of the, the working, uh, the, the worker bees that make it all happen, the real technocrats. Fauci, technically, is a, a technocrat. I'm sure he's involved with um, uh, high decision-making, but he's not the boss at the very top. He's allowed to take his big fill into his money bag from all the different things he's got his hands into. Uh, but... Um, but he's not the boss. And, and I'm sure, too, all these characters you're seeing uh, I've got a high intelligence clearance, you know, for 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 the for the agencies, probably CIA, every one of them, because it isn't just the media they, they completely took over long ago. The CIA, it, it's every main industry and in technology, including especially media. <laughs> uh, today, 
uh, with uh, those in charge of vaccine companies and all the rest. Why do you think that they're completely, they've been made, um, you can't sue them? Why, why do you think that is, as they were just private corporations? And so far, the presidents and prime ministers come out with declarations that they can't be sued, but they want to stick their stuff into you, huh? directly into your body, which is an invasion. Anything that goes through the skin is still still called invasive surgery, believe it or not. It's penetration into your bloodstream, even if it goes into the, the tissue first, into interstitial tissue. It makes no difference. This goes in the bloodstream. That's the whole point of it. And the, the people who, if it's going to get mandated, you better believe everyone who's mandating this better have their name on the form so you can sue them if anything goes wrong. And it often does go wrong. But as I say, isn't it astonishing that from the very beginning, and that didn't raise the hackles in anybody's you know, heads, the back of their heads, when no matter who it was, it was telling the public what to do, you've got to get a vaccine. It's the only way you're going to get out of this. It's the only way you're going to get out and get any freedom and, and, and get to work and go outside. And they made you, you, you know it too, with all the different reports of folk getting locked up or, or, or arrested for going into their gardens and planting vegetables in the spring. You can't do this, you can't do that. Yada, yada, yada. Meanwhile, there's all these reports, and every country of the politicians often in charge of the health parts are going off and doing their own thing and traveling where they want to go and uh, meeting with other people. Tonight, too, I'll put up uh, some YouTubes and um, an even bit shoot, too. Uh, but one of them is, uh, is a guy in... Uh, in England, who has been dogged about the Bristol Hospital there. He put out some videos before, how empty it was, nothing was happening. But what's happening now there, uh, and he's going and taking his, his camera with him, is these staged events for the plot of the nursing staff and the medical teams and first-line responders in hospitals where literally well, nothing is happening. Right? In areas where folk are dying because they can't get into hospitals for treatment for other things. But you've got this big publicity, like wartime propaganda nonsense. And and he goes there, and you see them all lining up. They come out of the car parks. They, they all meet in the car parks from different places. And, they come in the hall, and they're all dressed in uniforms and so on. The police are there. The fire brigade gets there, too, with its hoist and all that. And there's all the teams of fucking uniform, you know, uniform, one form, Right and applauding themselves. And as this guy says, who's across the street filming it, he goes up to the cops and says, how come all of you lot don't do social distancing, but you arrest us for doing it? Because they're all huddled together in a great old time and slamming each other in the back, so I think, you know? Complete farce of any logic. It's not meant to be logical. It really isn't. It really isn't, you know. It's wishful thinking, it's, it's magical thinking that they've given you to believe in here. That, that if you are two meters away from someone, then the virus is so intelligent, or so taboo, you put a taboo, a force field around you, a black magic or a white magic, it depends what side you're on, I guess. 
It depends if you made the virus or, or something to do with making the virus or making money off it, maybe in black magic. Um, but the white magic magic is uh, if I keep them uh, two meters away from me or six, just over six feet, uh, 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 then this, this virus, they can't get any closer to me. I mean, I'm sure, it just stops it dead in its track. Eh? Especially when you've got your magic amulets with you. Do you have them with you? You've got your little bottles or your hand sanitizers, eh? Hmm? And you've got your mask. You've got to have that mask on your face because all good voodoo ceremonies have masks on their face. So does eyes wide shut, mind you. But but here you are. That's your talismans. These are your magic talismans you've been taught to have with you at all costs. Scrub, scrub, scrub. And, and stick that thing on your face there. So once you're protected against the magic out here, right? Even though <laughs> those face masks really, um, the micron size to catch, it, it could catch is inadequate really most of the time. Most of those masks you see, you know, uh, for the size of this particular uh, virus, it'll come through it regardless. Where you're breathing it out or breathing it in, it's going to come through or that. But they know all this stuff. They, they know this. But you've got to have it with you, even though you're forbidden to have them initially, right? By the same experts that then demand that you wear them now or, or you should get fined. Right? Understand, you can't please these characters. It's like having a parent who, who I remember that used to, they used to say that uh, a lot of guys had problems, if, if especially the mother, you know, the mother's, the mother's got a very significant role to play in, in raising children. Very significant. And, and she can make or break a child. And, and the males especially, you know. So, so if you get an ambivalent mother, the, the mother who, who is often, uh, come here, come here, uh, and then other times just furious, like a manic, uh, just, just fury, and go away, go away, and whack, 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 you know. Uh, that, that, that guy is going to be really screwed up with relationships for the rest of his life. Come here, go away. Come here, go away. Yeah. Well, that's what it's like with, with, with this whole thing. Wear a mask. Don't wear a mask. Slap, 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 you know. And there's the cops ready to jump on people quite, quite happily and eagerly uh, to, to jump on folk that uh, are disobeying the magic laws. Hmm? And and it isn't to I sat really thought a lot about what's happening, because from the beginning it was all wrong. So you you don't you don't quarantine the healthy people. You don't destroy the economy unless you're going to bring in a whole new system. And bingo, that's exactly what it was for. There's no other reason for this. And. Um, and right, right off the bat, too, they said, oh, there they, they, they could be a, another spike in, in, in the late fall uh, when, when winter is about to come in. Well, they're going to guarantee it's going to happen because a lot of folk won't have had, even knowing or unknowingly, <laughs> uh, this virus if they've been locked down. You haven't created the 80% herd immunity that, that normally would have happened. You've got to have at least 80% in the claim uh, for it to start fading off with big time, for, like for good. Because once folk have had it, 
uh, they can't pass it on to anybody else. You, you, you've got antibodies, the, the thing dies off in your body or it goes inactive, and it's, it, you're not a spreader anymore, you see. But by locking folk down and, and keeping the children, who are, who are great spreaders for these things, separate from people, uh, and again, stop them going to school, uh, then you're going to get a spike. You're pretty well guaranteed a spike. And, and, and this is how I, th- I, I thought about at the very beginning. I thought, you know, they're going to play this this way and they come down and say, well, we gave you a little bit of temporary freedom in the summer. And that's right with their playbook to their manual for how we handle this, right? From, from their, their test that they're going to do, event 201, etc. The People would start to rebel a bit. So you know, loosen up a wee bit, loosen up a little bit and give them a little bit of freedom in the summer. Then, of course, you know, if your spikes again in the, uh, in the fall, you're locked down again. And they'll show you more horrific pictures. I'm sure they've got even better stuff refined now. Now they've got more uh, con artists on board with them uh, who can really good some, do some amazing stuff with the film, you know, and video. Uh, so we're living through an incredible script, incredible script. And there's no doubt about it. I, I, when 9-11 happened, nothing made sense. Not, nothing that was, was put out made sense. Right off the bat, I mean, the dust hadn't cleared from the towers coming down. When the voice went out, it was Osama bin Laden. It was, you know, immediately. That's who you were told. Meanwhile, you find find afterwards, they already had the military ready to go in to Afghanistan months before 9-11 happened. And then as they went through Afghanistan, they were already changing the size into Iraq. It was Saddam Hussein. It had nothing to do with it. It didn't make any difference. But what you saw then was the same kind of thing. the, The same spokespeople on TV every day and Rumsfeld and, and Cheney and, and, and Bush all repeating the same stuff and whatever generally they brought forward, the same stuff. Weapons of mass destruction, blah, blah, blah. Fuzzy pictures and all the rest of it. Um, it, it was incredible. But you, but you saw that complete sworn determination. And I mean sworn, they, they put their hands together and hold it, and they swear on each other's lives to go through with this thing to the bitter end, regardless of what happens. And you're seeing the same thing now from the top health experts with, with the heads of even U.S. states, U.S. states, that come out and, and just adamant to, to go along with the whole darn thing, uh, regardless of herd immunity building up. That's why the, the the spike dropped off now, right? After, after it's got, you get a spike now and it drops right down again. That's standard. You, you find that even with flu seasons. That's what happens. Right? But there's still got a lot of people who haven't been exposed yet, I'm, I'm pretty sure. And they know it too, because this, this this first time ever lockdown on the people. So they can't get the herd immunity. So it'll, it'll spike again come the, co- the cooler weather once again and uh, they'll be quite happy and, and then they hope to have their vaccine ready to, to, to mandate into your, into your bloodstream. Eh?
I, I laugh at it too. They say, well, it doesn't go into the blood. Well, it's not supposed to go. But it's no difference. If you stick it into your body, I, I don't care if it goes into interstitial tissue and into lymphatic uh, uh, fluid, it's going to get in. It's going to get into your bloodstream. That's where it goes, folks, you know. So again, it's a big business plan, and you're living through one. Your whole life has been living through a big business plan. Uh, 9-11 had to happen to bring in the whole martial law type system and end of, of freedom, uh, even freedom of thoughts now. You're completely pleased with your thoughts on the internet now because you put all your thoughts out there and, and, and all your chit-chat too on your texting and, and in your phones, Every, everything. They, they, I mean, they've built whole, whole areas that are like, like towns, size of towns in the States and elsewhere to house the data, the trillions and trillions of gigs of data. They collect all the time, every, every day and, and week and month and year on all of us. And this isn't temporary stuff. I can remember how they, how they launched it and when 9-11 happened. Well, you know, we're only going to keep this certain type of data here for maybe a month or so or two months, six months at the most. And as time went on, we've got to keep this longer. Well, nothing gets ditched, folks. And unfortunately, the people adapt to it. That's what was so interesting. They know this too, the studies on the public. Oh, you adapt, you adapt. Like Darwinian, adapt or die, eh? Mm. And that's what they tell you. You've got to adapt to this, and you've got to adapt to having no rights, no freedoms, and being spied upon and monitored, and then branded with, with Bill Gates' special tattoo. You know, his, his little um, Lucifer's tattoo. Isn't that wonderful? A, a complete record of vaccinations. Because you're a product, but they've got other products to pump into you annually. And this consent thing is just annoying, isn't it? Look at Dershowitz, Alan Dershowitz. You've all seen, and I'll put up again the clip where he talks about you're going to get this thing whether you like it or not. And uh, and, and the military is going to force you to do it, yada, yada, yada. Talking like a tyrant. And you're looking at people, you better stop. You You better stop. And put them in their place right off the bat. But you're looking at tyrants here, folks. You really are. They're so arrogant in, in the height of their of their their status, and they're being pampered and spoiled for. They really believe that all you little peons are little creatures, little farm animals, you know. And guys like him have the right to dictate how you're going to behave, eh? This is the guy that, that was allocated to try and get Epstein off. Hmm? These things in common with Bill Clinton, you know. They all have, mind you, with, with Epstein. <laughs> and even Gates, apparently, knew Epstein as well. Small world, isn't it? Eh? But you think about it, Dershowitz... Um, he also uh, tried to put a motion through. He stopped the investigation and he him because uh, I think it was uh, Miss Roberts, is it? One of the, the people who were, was getting used by, uh, as, as basically a prostitute for the high and mighty by Epstein. I think she uh, should a lawsuit against him too. He, or he was at least mentioned, Dershowitz was mentioned in the same kind of thing for, for sexual massages. And Dershowitz, I think, said um, 
uh, he's like Bill Clinton. See, Bill Clinton was caught in a similar kind of thing in, in the Oval Office. Oval is a rather maybe a bad word for it, but he, he, had, he did a thing with cigars, apparently, Bill Clinton, uh, with a woman, you know. And um, we all know the, the story. Bill Clinton smoked marijuana, but he said he didn't inhale, right? And Dershowitz had a massage, you see, but he didn't take his underwear off and didn't have sex. So they've got things in common, you see. One, one didn't inhale, one didn't have sex and kept his, kept his drawers on. These are the characters who, through some strange way, have got incredible power over society. And, and this, again, deep state that's referred to as the real power behind governments. Hmm? And they really believe they're the kingpins, even though say, there's people above them too. The ones above them don't do any work at all. They don't have to. Um, they make suggestions once in a while, but they don't say how to do things or whatever. They just make suggestions. And things are done by the peons below them, you see. But you better believe it. When you see the faces of these characters, you're looking, you begin to see the faces down, you've seen down through the, the eons. Where's a Caligula? Or a Nero? Or, or folk who are in charge of mass slaughtering? Yeah? Down through the ages. A rep through the 20th century. And the Bolshevik Revolution as well. And, and incredible slaughtering. 60 to 80 million people during its time, right? Slaughtered horribly, too. It wasn't even. It wasn't, it, it, Lenin said, don't just kill them. You've got to make, put a show of horror and terror on the public. And uh, there's another thing they always do. They always let prisoners out during the revolution, right? When they start a revolution. The, 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 the French did that with the Bastille. Uh, and they even let the Marquis de Sade out, of course. Before that, the Marquis de Sade. You know how he talked to him? You know how he talked to the people outside the Bastille? It was a tube that he, he had to uh, um, wee-wee in, you see. I'm being very polite here. And, uh, but, but that's what he used to yell down to the public as well. So even that's highly symbolic, how he, how he got his message to the public. But uh, the Mackie de Sade um, was lo let loose too, to bring in more chaos, if, if possible. The reason he mean put in prison was his, his incredible perverted attitude to everything. No, no one was safe around him, of any gender or any age for that matter. But uh, they let him loose, and they always do that. And, let them, and then the Bolshevik did the same thing. They let the, the murderers and rapists out to cause mayhem. But they also employed a lot, a lot of them, gave them full reign for the radio. They get full reign to do what they want to do. And Lenin uh, had people literally disemboweled. And they, they taught, this is a, a popular way to do it, especially in the rural areas. And he sent them, them uh, these gangs out. They would take the one or two members of, say, local councils or people who were just looked up to, like unofficial officials in little towns and villages and so on. And uh, to make an example, didn't, didn't matter if they were, if, even if they were going to comply with you or not, made no difference. Just make examples of, of the high and mighty, even if it's just a peasant with less patches on his, on his clothing. 
and d- disembowel them and, 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 and put a part of the intestine around the lampposts or any post and make them walk round and disembowel themselves in circles around the post. That, that's, I'm not kidding you, there's even photographs that have been done. These are the, these are the, wonder, these are the wonderful people who brought civilization, uh, another great leap forward for, for, for humanity, with a new way of living again. But they always bring you revolutions, and we're in one now, folks. You can either nip it in the bud now, or just comply. Just comply. It's the same characters, the same formula. Why do you think let the prisoners out? Huh? They do this when, they, when they're launching a revolution. And when you look at the, the whole agenda that the Rockefellers put out, for the scenarios for the future, it's a revolution into technology and a new way of living and experts ruling everything of your life from birth to death. Something we've all talked about for years and years and years, and years at least I have. And here it goes. Same, same thing. And then, of course, the ones that get let loose keep, create more mayhem in society until the folk demand the police to do something about it and the police get more new power, as you say. It's all been done before, over and over again. But when you see the faces, uh, like the Dershowitzes, saying, well, you're going to get, you know, whether you like it or not, blah, blah, blah. And people in Britain are doing the same thing, too. Uh, because they're all going to get mightily. Do you think they're not going to get paid for this in one way or another? Do you really think that? I really don't think we've had such blatant corruption showing itself. Almost, not before. We saw it in 9-11. We saw it with the whole agenda with Bush and the PNAC group before 9-11 and after. <laughs> yeah. In fact, Georgie, little Georgie said, he said after, he says, he, he said, if, if the, once he got out, you know, and Obama, he said, if the public had, had known what we were up to, he said that a chase us down the roads with, with ropes in their hands. That's what he said. Again, it's a one for all, all for one. So they, they, they can never back down, and, and one cannot break. None of them can break, you see. If anybody breaks confidence that they've sworn on these things, they, they, their lives are in danger, absolutely. That's how it works amongst these kind of uh, societies, these groups. And that's how it's done. So you let the prisoners go loose. Mayhem's created. You tell the police, same thing, by the way, not to go after them. And what were the police told right off the bat? Now, every country, let them out, the prisoners, the prisons. Uh, don't bring them to trial for a lot of them, the new cases. Uh, don't even respond to what are now, or even if you catch them, as more minor infractions of, the, uh, of crime. Just let them go. That's what's happening now, yeah. But the cops are going after you if, you don't, if, you, if you're not social distancing. Or, or you, if you've stopped longer than five or ten minutes for a rest on the way to, to, to get some groceries, etc., etc., etc. This is a real training exercise on the general public. Nothing to do with what you think it is, obviously. Because if it was all above board, you would not be letting prisoners loose. And you would be arresting them for committing crimes in the streets when you catch them. 
and you would not be letting them go. And our thing too is, you see, reinventing government has been talked about for years and years and years. Reinventing government. There was also reinventing governance. Eh? Look at the CFR. You can look into their foreign affairs magazine. They've been telling you for years where they want to take the world. They have a big group in, in Canada here in, in Ontario. The ex-prime minister is working with it too, or ex-deputy prime minister is working with them too. The guys who brought you the Fortress America were going to join into one system. You know, to, to, to save us all against terrorism, they said. Eh? They didn't tell us that once you're, you're in Fortress America, you're now, in, you're now locked up with the terrorists. <laughs> <laughs> and the terrorists are the guys that bring you all the agendas and they sign uh, agreements for amalgamating countries which they drafted up themselves too, just like the European Union. Long story about that. But anyway, what I'm saying here is you've got to understand that you're living through a distant part of the agenda. There's no doubt about it. No doubt whatsoever. There's some comedy there too. Of course, well, apart from the folk, uh, <laughs> literally thinking a virus uh, just knows to stop. You know, don't don't go further than that six feet for goodness' sake. It's an intelligent virus. And and as I say, you're wearing your your amulets and your talismans and your your face mask there, and you've got your your, your hand sanitizer. Eh? Some folk have little spray bottles to take with them to spray in front of them. Make kill everything that, that before it hits them. You make kill things in the air. You see, it might be good against mosquitoes. though. I've got them back out here already in Canada, where I am here. But uh, when you look at the comedies, where you, you were told not to wear masks, eh? well, only doctors. Remember that you, you've got the same article. They haven't disappeared yet. That the media was telling the same mainstream media that was getting totally ignored for years because they were so corrupt and awful that no one believed them anymore until this happened. And back, again, you're, through horror, you're back tuned in it. They might, they might tell us something important for our survival. And they're making hay off it. And again, in, in January, they were, it, it, was a, it was a small site who were reporting what was happening in China and say, this is going to come here. Because China, do you know how many Chinese students are across the universities of the planet? Huh? This is with one thing. Never mind all the other traveling back and forth to China constantly, every week. So the, the small side, this is going to happen here. But the professionals and the media, oh no, even Fauci said, oh, nothing to worry about in January. Yeah. It's the Americans don't have to worry about that. Mm-mm-mm. And then, as I say, they told you, well, only doctors, they said, only doctors uh, should wear face masks. I, I guess, I guess, see, I get it back in the world of magic, eh? You see? Because when the viruses are heading towards that doctor and they see a mask on his, they'll know that he's a doctor, and, and to go around him and don't go right to the mask. Just, but, but if you as a peasant wear that mask, you see, it, it isn't going to take any notice of you because you're a mere peasant. And that, that's what they're telling you. It's magic, you see. Absolute magic. And then, of course, then the mandate, you've got to wear a mask. After, after you know, almost clubbing to death folk, the, the cop, when the cops find them, they'd have masks on. 
and, and now, of course, when you copy your death, uh, if, if you take it off, right? or, or you have whatever, you, you can't keep up with it anymore. Should you have it on? Should it off? Eh? You don't know anymore. Magic, and the same magic you'll find with with the virologists. Have you noticed that? It's like Wiccanism. It's like white magic and black magic. You see. Because now you have top, top virologists, and by that I mean the ones who actually worked in labs, laboratories. There's other ones who are top virologists to do a study and, 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 uh, and, and the bio effects of it through, through graphics and so on, um, who, who do the detailing of it, like the Neil Ferguson, the guy who... But again, Neil Ferguson, honestly, if you have got a dispute with the government for back taxes, they, they owe you. Right, get him. Get, he, he'll get millions for you. He doesn't like small. He'll get millions for you, if, and you'd be okay there. Make sure you do that. Now. He'll put it through his computer program, and that that, that one hundred and fifty bucks or, or pounds that you were owned, that's going to turn into millions instantly, guaranteed. So you have those guys too. You see, that are there that they're, with their computer modeling with their gods, the computer, and they've trained the public that computers are gods. A computer can't think. A computer has no common sense. Hmm? But they've, they've trained you to believe it. What does the computer say? Hmm? Astonishing. So yeah, you white, white, white magicians and black magicians and some of them worked in the labs, who've come out openly uh, telling you um, that this thing really is going to die away like other viruses before, annual viruses, and herd immunity is going to, going to literally uh, take a good hold and it'll just die away. You may get a, folk, a few folk next year that will make an appearance, but most folk, once you get a certain amount of herd immunity, it can't take hold, you see. And uh, so they're the good magicians. They're the ones who are telling you that, you see. They, they worked in the labs, and that also means they did a lot of testing. Uh, they use animals to test. If they get their hands on humans, they will, with volunteers for vaccines. But they worked in the labs, and they make these different things, so they know what they're talking about. And um, I'll put up some YouTubes to uh, to that tonight as well, uh, where one woman from Ireland uh, worked in some top laboratories, level three or four, and she knows what she's talking about, and she's more optimistic and so on, and and shooting holes through the stuff you're getting fed right now. And then you get the other ones too that they're terrified of, of uh, who've also worked in laboratories. Uh, but when they cut up animals and things, they, they do it, they do it with, with, with hating them, you see. The good folk are the white magicians uh, that pat the animals in the head before they dissect them, you see. I think the whole field is incredibly corrupt. The modern field, and with these laboratories, with the gain of functions, these things started off for the military in the first place.
combined with vaccine makers because they can make a fortune if 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 they, if they can start to perhaps um, discover put that way, discover new types of viruses and but if they can guarantee uh, annual outbreaks of whatever then and get vaccines for it then it's big 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 money big money you know quite something isn't it. And as I said last week, it's like Hubble Bubble, you know, tall and trouble. And when you look at the different parts that they put into some of these vaccines, it's not much different. I'm not kidding you. It really, it's, so it's black, again, black magic, white magic. So what side are you on? And, you know, Fauci himself, as I say, I'm pretty sure these characters at the top are all connected with the CIA. You have to be. You have to be. You don't go into that field working with these top labs. He was picked up early on, working for the, the, the right of medical school, really, uh, and for government-financed uh, departments for this kind of thing, uh, which really is, is it was CIA, uh, covert operations. Britain, years and years ago, back in maybe the 70s, did expose of what happened in Britain with the CIA operatives that had left behind them uh, different uh, cages, <laughs> They'd have moved out of the country of Britain, but uh, they could tell by the residues and so on. They'd, they'd literally been testing things in rats in London and, and apartments, actually basement apartments, which they're renting, uh, and to, to release things if, if it ever came, if it became necessary <laughs> to release things to cause a disease in, in England, uh, if the Russians were taking a hold in the country or coming over. Uh, so they were going to release pandemics or plagues in Britain that would then eventually hit the. I'm not kidding you. That was a. I don't know if it's a panorama. It was a special. It was a. It was either that or kind of sixty minutes type thing, like Man Alive. But but yeah, it was done way back then. And they showed you the cages and the debris uh, that had been tested for what <laughs> the occupants had been and so on. And that's what they concluded, and, and they knew it was like CIA type thing. So the CIA has always been involved with biowarfare, obviously, uh, from their own writings in the past down through history. And you find it with Canada too. Uh, Canada was right up there with biowarfare. Deadly Allies, Canada's Secret War. 1940s onwards, in fact, I think the Connaught Laboratories that eventually went under after it was exposed that they were buying the tainted blood that Clinton allowed to be sold. They killed off a lot of the hemophiliacs from the blood products, tainted blood products, because they were using prisoners of the HIV and everything, and uh, knowingly, and selling it for blood products, for hemophiliacs and so on. So uh, pretty well, uh, Connaught Laboratories uh, was buying them at the time, and they actually caught them on TV at the time, when that happened, the, I think it was 60 Minutes or, or maybe the National for CBC, whoever it was, they caught one, the, main, the main purchaser going up the steps to the laboratory, I guess it was. And they asked him, you know, they said to him, but you knew what you were buying and, uh, and what it was going to do to the public. And he says, and the man said, this is what did them in, eh? finished off uh, the laboratory. He says, it's business, it's just business, he says. And that's, that's how a psychopath answers you. Just business. Never mind all the thousands of folk that died of the stuff, the, the tainted blood. 
But you see, from a, a eugenics point of view, he was a good man for doing what he did because he killed off what they would say were the weaker or infirm, eh? People with con- maybe congenital problems and other problems. The unfit is like to call them. You, better, you still just start seeing things in a different way here, especially when you have the big boys out right now from the Eugenic Society and Population Matters. Openly, openly again, the same groups that, that go to the World Economic Forum and the Club of Rome, who are all mixed with, with uh, the WHO, that these folk all know each other. They're all part of the same sustainability program. So they're going to help you and, and vaccinate you. And as Bill Gates said himself, it'll bring down the population, maybe 10 to 15%. Well, wait a minute here, eh? And Gates also said it might kill this particular vaccine, whatever they get it right, you know, it might kill seven, 700,000 people across the world. Really? Really? Hmm. You better start seeing things as they really are here. Hmm? The disgusting way that the elderly have been treated during this whole thing is purely eugenics. Canada was more open about it. With bioethics, see bioethics now, in an atheist society where scientists are now in charge, supposedly, technocrats, it's, it's all dollars and cents, and, and they can't just fork out cash to keep you alive if you're over a certain age, and you're not very important, you're not a somebody, you see. Even the, the pretend it's equal. For, no, it's not equal at all. The, 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 the arrogance of class distinction is incredible. When you go into the scientific communities, uh, the more degrees they've got, the hotter that they are. And the noses go higher and higher in the air, you know, as they sniff down at the, the peasants below them. That's the truth of it, folks. The arrogance in academia is phenomenal. And uh, once you get a, a group of these people together, Discussing eugenics, you 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 better hope that you're you're a somebody because they have their way. You'll be written off quite quite simply and easily. Uh, and they had it in Canada too. Oh, we'll have to. Oh, I did the articles here. Read them here, and uh, I mentioned them, and I've still got them. What they said, um, what they think now. You see, that is a bioethics bio running the show. Uh, if this gets really bad, who's going to live and who, who's going to die and who's going to get allegated to medication, who won't be, etc. And it's getting, all, getting you all ready for it. Your, your life is less value of this person over here. That's what runs the countries now, eh? Medic, your medical systems. In the States, is a bit more of an advantage because even though they want that there, and if you're just a peasant and, and you have no real insurance, and it's one of these Medicare aid programs, which uh, the, the state might, might sponsor for those at the bottom, they're still going to write you off. But if you've got a good insurance policy, well, they're going to do all they can to try and keep you alive. It's, it's, it's just astonishing what's happening, and the folk uh, are unaware of it. Because they're not putting that across every day on the television, are they? They're putting Mr. Mr. Fauci, you know, who I didn't vote for, and yet even Canada's following his advice, eh? hmm? And the World Health Organization's advice. The, the most far-left organization on the planet, uh, the United Nations, and uh, WHO, with, and is totally involved with the Department of Population. It used to be called the Department of Population Control. Uh, that was set up by Rockefeller, who funded it for the UN, by the way. 
that department. And, and you've got Bill Gates literally running the WHO because if, if you can't understand, you've got a cabal of people here who've somehow been very highly organized and, and, and they've got a mandate to work with each other and fund everything. And Bill Gates has got a finger in every pile like some strange little, you know, magician. Anybody who can get bought over has got bought over pretty well. That's another thing, too. When tyrants, uh, when you start to un- unpeel all the different blankets off the tyrants, all these sheets off them, to see it, to see who they are, the, the more ferocious they'll become. Because it can get to the stage they're so compromised with corruption, they know if it's exposed that they're done for. So they'd make sure that anybody trying to expose them will be done first. No kidding you. The corruption here is phenomenal. The com- everyone's so compromised with each other as, as they toss millions and billions around with each other at the top here. It's just disgusting. It really is. And I'll be going into some of that tonight with some of the evidence to support it. You've never seen such a, an, a tight clique of people running everything. And, and Bill Gates has got reimagining education. It'll never be the same again. That's another thing that Fauci said. You know, who, Fauci, he's telling us we can't ever go back to anything at all. You know, the world will never be the same again. Oh, no. Hmm. It's never going to go back to any normal. Oh, no. Oh, no. Hmm. He said that from the very beginning along with his vaccine agenda. Yeah. Which means the agenda was planned long before this thing hit. Of course it was. And again, it had never been done before. It's locked down all the healthy people. Never been done before. Stop herd immunity. And then ease it up in the, in the summer. The folk will, will stop being so angry and they'll start to lighten up a bit, you see. And then you, you make it appear in the, in the winter because there's not enough herd immunity because of the lockdown. You couldn't plan it. This isn't coincidence. It goes against every, every, every law they've ever had before in dealing with these things. Everything, in fact, is going to make it worse. And what's so interesting, even with the original stuff coming out of Wuhan, where even the Chinese, some of the Chinese were admitting, so this must have escaped from the lab there. Scientists who work at it came out and talked about working it with bats. That some of them even had were bitten by the darn things during experimentation and so on. Yada yada yada. And and Fauci kept quiet on that aspect of it. You see, he didn't uh, re- refute what they were saying. But once you started to find out, it came out. Oh my goodness! You know, Fauci. Uh, started them off with a three and a half million dollar grant to the Wuhan lab, and then it went up to about seven and a half to eight million dollars to, to, to do the coronavirus experiments there. They got, the, they got the, the virus to start with, given to them, and Fauci supposedly accommodated that as well. And all the folk who worked at the Wuhan lab, the ones who worked from China and Canada too, uh, they all jumped back and forth for different labs. Right over to Wuhan, back and forth, back and forth. Never mind the ones they caught in the States smuggling vials of the stuff out 
up back to China of different kinds of things in their, in their, in their socks. This is all real. But, but there's Fauci who knew all this was going on and who helped them develop the darn thing. When the Department of Defense had said it's maybe not a, not a great idea to continue with these coronavirus experiments because you're, you're with gain of function, you're creating something that's lethal. That's what you do with gain of function. Take something that's pretty harmless, make it deadly, and uh, just in case in a million years it might have developed that way itself. That's what they say, you see. So we're ready for it. Are they really ready for it? Well, if it's a vaccine, they haven't given the real vaccine to it, eh? have they? So anyway, they gave the, what they had worked on from North Carolina. There's a university there too. And uh, they gave it to Wuhan to continue the work. So they could continue. So if it, was, if it hadn't broke out, they'd be on their heads and, and they would take the brunt of it. And Fauci was, again, authorizing the, the transfer of the stuff over to China from the States, 2015-16. So once that started to come out, you see, so suddenly Fauci, suddenly he came out with amazing declaration, no proof to back up. Oh, this thing probably just evolved, evolved by itself to get the heat off himself, right? Obvious. Why else would he say that? Why else would he suddenly say that? Huh? But and and gave no evidence to, to back it up. Well, probably just jumped by itself and 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 evolved by itself. Just just a, a little statement, and and everybody parrots what you said, without saying, "Wait a minute here, you know, you you helped this thing to go over to China, to the Wuhan lab, and 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 uh, given them a, a maximum eventually from three and a half to up to eight million dollars eventually." To kickstart it with the skin of function, but suddenly that's when yeah, only then when 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 it starts to you know here's Fauci's name's popping up in connection with it. Oh, it probably just evolved by itself, and that's good enough for us all to believe. Eh? Is that right? Mm-hmm. Sad, isn't it? Sad that the media won't do any proper reporting or investigative journalism. It's, it's, it really is sad, isn't it? But it also tells you that the media is totally bought and paid for. It, it always was. There was always certain topics, even when it was in actual newspapers, that, that, that they'd all know what to, to leave alone, don't go near, etc. And it got worse and worse over the years, right up until the until they put that British lord in charge of it, the Levinson Inquiry, and any little commentary at all about events was stopped dead, and that's when they really died. Australia did the same thing, Canada did the same thing, because we're all part of the so-called Commonwealth of Nations, meaning the British Commonwealth. And that's how it's done. And they were just dying with hands out, hands out, hands out to government to keep taking a lot. Because they're mouthpieces for, for, for policies by government and the government agencies. Most of the government agencies are privately owned nowadays, for those who haven't figured it out. The, the British Post Office, I think, uh, was privatized. I don't know if it was totally privatized a few years ago, but... Uh, 
that was the idea behind that too. And again, another it was Osborne, Osborne's one of his relatives or one of his workers in Parliament uh, got the contracts and uh, pushed it through and ended up owning this new company, I think, in Britain. They're all, they're all crooks. For those who, I can remember when they did the same thing in Britain with the water supply in England. Uh, probably for Britain, Scotland too at the time, I suppose. But uh, I, I even read it at the time on the radio because it was a, a group in Parliament and some in the House of Lords uh, that, that had put forth a bill to privatise the water industry. Now, these were always classed as essentials, uh, yet essentials for, for, for not just national security, but for your local security, your own water supply, your gas supply, your proper sanitation, sewage systems, and so on. Now, these were, these were public utilities. You, you owned the thing. The public supposed they owned them, and they were taxpayer-funded. And then, of course, uh, Prince Charles and others, he was became a spokesman for the public-private fascist enterprise, because that's what it means. You'll pay for it to be privatized. You'll pay for the upkeep and maintenance while the private company just rakes in the cash that from the taxpayers. Uh, and uh, it doesn't cost them anything at all to, to actually run it. That's what public-private really means. You build it for them if it's not built already, and then uh, you maintain it for them. And uh, well, they they do a little bit of you know ma- management, perhaps. Uh, so it's in your road systems. But anyway, they did the same thing with with the waterworks, and uh, a, a group of them put a bill for in, in Parliament uh, to privatise the system. And then uh, I don't know it was two or three years later they privatised it, and guess who who happened to own immediately the company that uh, owned the waterways of Britain. The, the same politicians that put the bill forth. Uh, uh, you know, why do people vote? What's wrong with them? And we know, we know what's wrong, because we're so well studied. We really are so well studied, you know. They've done all the countless surveys as to, as to the breakdown of society and who, who votes for whom and so on. And why do they vote for whoever it is? And, and it's just astonishing the answers that you get. You know. Generally, it's, oh, my dad voted Labour or, the, or Conservative and, and yada, yada, yada. Uh, forget these people. They're, they're gone. They probably like football too or soccer. That's all they watch. More so, actually, today is to get less and less rights to be a man. <laughs> so they, 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 they fulfill their fantasies through a tribal display on a, on a field, kicking a ball around by overpaid uh, characters. For a children's game, eh? But it's very important to keep the people happy, you know. So they can live out their fantasies. It's just imagining that they were young again and... And they're on that battlefield, which is that's what the 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 field does for sport. It's a battlefield. It symbolizes, and and your your team with your colors is fighting those guys with their colors, and so you have your own little uniform colors and so on. We're so well managed, as I say. 
but again, you, you get the same things. You, 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 you realize it's all theatre. You, you, the guy's going to stand for labour. Is going to talk about the working class. God knows who they are these days, you know, because Britain especially doesn't have much industry left at all, and and you could hardly call a lot of the folk working class, really. But we're even the welfare folk now. If they're, if you, it depends by you. If you're, if you're probably being brought up and lived in Britain, you won't get the welfare. But other folk certainly do. But so the, the person is going to definitely. Oh, the working class, the underdog, and then then they change the sights into the, the the female. There's not enough women in the workforce, and then that fell apart eventually when, when there's more women in the workforce actually, and especially in universities, and in the professions than, than men. So then they start to go for, for for incoming ethnic groups and so on, and 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 there's nothing much left that they can push, because they've lost the track of why they existed in the first place. You see, every country followed suit the same tactic: divide, conquer, divide, conquer, divide, conquer, until you've nothing left to, to really that will back you up. And the conservatives are a joke, absolute joke. What is a conservative? What's a progressive conservative? Progress conserve, progress conserve, eh? It's gone. And in reality, as I say, you've been managed by technocracy for a long, long, long time. Experts run it. The, the politicians depend on lifetime civil servants in different departments to give them their cues and write their speeches because they know what their departments do. The people appointed to their department temporarily and who often get moved around like musical chairs, uh, like, like, like uh, you know, in charge of health, in charge, and the next day they're in charge of the military or something. They've got nothing to do. They have no idea what it is. So they depend on the civil servants to do all of it. They're just figureheads, you know. And they're allowed to fill their pockets and do a little bit of petty corruptions and things like that, as long as they play the game. But most folk accept it. And most folk never really catch on. Again, that big 80% of the general public that obviously talked about too, they, they never catch on, do they, of what's happening. They, they believe what they're told immediately. Oh, wow, my God, you know. There was a great series. It was called Dad's Army in Britain. And I never ever watched at the time I was in ten like that. But when you, as you get older, you start looking looking at this stuff, and you say, "Wait a minute, here, what they're portraying is is an older group than yourself that lived through the war, World War Two." But they showed you the rationing. It was all comedy and so. On. But they showed you the rationing that really affected them all. Where the future, no one imagined. Most of the folk didn't imagine. They'd have much of a future, or one day even own a, their own car or something. It's, it's beyond any. <laughs> it was science fiction to them, and what they ate was a starvation diet, you know. But every excuse that they had, when they couldn't get something or couldn't get the food or they couldn't get parts for anything, or it was uh, there's a war on, you know. And the same characters that gave you that are trying to bring this all back permanently again. A post-consumerist society. I've said before, has been copied. Someone you probably know, within the week, he's prouting the same stuff as me. But uh, as I said a few weeks back, months ago too, the the, the technocrats are going to bring it in and 
as, as opposed to service economy, as the service economy was what the, the, the Council on Foreign Relations proudly boasted that they were bringing in to the Americas years ago, and they're being accomplished in 2005, the service economy. Uh, they'd all, the same group, CFR, had, had written and up and drafted up the NAFTA agreements for the, for the amalgamation of the Americas, you know. And they're a private organization, a private club that belongs to the Council for their own, it belonged to the Royal Institute for International Affairs for Britain. The global, that's the globalist folks that run it, you know. They, they run it on behalf of the, the masters, but they run it all. They drafted up the European Union Charter. I think that came out of thin air by itself. They drafted up the Far, the, the far, the far East uh, Pacific Rim Group, the Asian Group, with its members mainly in Japan, but also in Australia and, and New Zealand. And eventually they would have to be amalgamated into, <laughs> into China in that block, you see. You're living through your entire life. Your parents were, and your grandparents were living through a big, massive plan that, that takes sometimes a lifetime to, for even one part to get fulfilled. But they publish their goals. It's dry reading. It's not sexy. It's very dry. But it's just that folk can't believe they're actually doing it. They're in disbelief their whole lives. They, they, even things are straight right in front of their faces. They, they stay in disbelief. I, I don't want really, I can't believe that. They'd never do that. Even when they're doing it, they'd never do that. <laughs> Why not? Somebody would stop them. Mm. Okay. These are the guys that brought you also the uh, the agenda for the Pacific Rim, um, all the different treaties, the free trade treaties. You never asked to vote on it. You, you don't get to vote on it. Anything that really matters in the world is going to affect you. You get no vote at all. The only right that you have, they, they say, this is the tell you this in democracy, is to elect someone into your office to vote. That's, that's the only right you have. Once they're in, they can do what they want. And they do do what they want. Well, they don't really, they follow the agenda because they do have masters. You know. and, and the big problem, and I've said this from the beginning too, but way back, you, you can't be a cheerleader for everybody. Because I, I used to give the blatant hard truth. And it's cold, it's cold truth, it's nasty. When you see how the world's run and, and what it's really all about, and how, you know, how it's managed and how we're looked upon, how they manage us too. It, it can be scary to people, naturally, it's quite scary. And, but I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't make it soft for the people. I always made it quite clear that it's up to everybody to try and help to bring in a proper, a decent future for themselves and others. It's very important you, that you actually motivate yourself. If you're waiting for people to do it for you, you'll end up in hell, a hell on earth. Because it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I've always said that at the top, you've got, you've got the clique at the top that, that draft up these plans for their masters, implement it on the public, whether the public know it or not, or, or even like it or not. And then you've got the public themselves 
the vast majority will go along with anything. The, the, the path for, of least resistance is what, they, what they're shown to take. And, and they do take it. It doesn't take much to prompt them to take the, well, well, if I do this, I can still go and, you know, if, 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 I, if I allow them to search me and then strip me off and make me walk on my bare feet and, and, and take my belt off me at the airport, uh, then I might be able to get on the plane and, you know, Utterly humiliated, you know. X-rayed the whole lot. Utterly humiliated. <laughs> and it doesn't stop, does it? Eh? Oh, now we want you to wear bracelets, eh, for ID. Oh, you don't have a cell phone, you've got to wear this bracelet then. This manacle, this electronic manacle, that, which they want to push in Canada. And this time wants it. That we wear it all, you see. And if you prove, prove positive, which just means that you, that you may have some fragments of dead virus somewhere in, in, your, in your system, uh, in your nasal cavities. That's, that's what it probably will be, in fact. Then you have to do what you're told and, cont- and again, isolate again, you see. That's a rubbish. That's a rubbish. Absolute rubbish, because th- those swab-type things are, are not accurate at all. And honestly, y- you could be immune to the darn thing and be immune for months and walk into a ward where they have some of the people, and then you get tested afterwards. You would have fragments from them of death. It's in the air. <laughs> folk breathe, folks. <laughs> if they don't breathe, they're all dead. There's no point in having them in the hospital. They're all dead. And uh, they breathe out, and out with comes the, the, the dying. It, it's all dead bits of debris of, of these viruses and so on. And you'll test positive if you take the swab. Because the RNA response to it is a fragment, so leave what they're testing for. And it, it, it's quite amazing that you know, folk just don't go the whole way of logic with it. It's just astonishing. What does the computer say? Well, it doesn't say too much, does it? But yeah, you are your own champion. I keep telling you, you are your own champion. And it's funny, after my talks, I always hear the same people with big, big shows, you know, because there's authorized uh, alternatives out there, put it that way. And they'll use my stuff even verbatim. It's quite comical. We never see where they get it from. If it wasn't for my stuff, a lot, some of them that you, you know, you'll know, actually, all you'll hear is about voting for Donald Trump. Because that's what they're really supposed to be there to do at the moment. And as far as I'm concerned, Donald Trump is no different than anybody else, actually. He's got his job to do. We all know what it is, and it's not for America. That, that you have nobody to vote for because their side's no better. That's the truth of it, folks. They're all placed there <laughs> by the ones above them. And, you know, I, I keep, uh, maybe I heard wrong, but I mean, when uh, I heard Donald Trump give the talk that he was going to have uh, millions of the military going around giving doses of the vaccine door to door to all the different people, you know. <laughs> okay. Is there, any, is there a help? Ooh. Okay. So yeah, as I said, I even gave a talk too the last time about you had to learn to re-say no, and a person from the same show said the same thing <laughs> a couple of days later. But uh, 
I guess I guess I do an awful lot of work for nothing, for free, for these characters, because I I don't push the politics, and they need other stuff apart from politics to talk about. And it is bottom when it comes really down to it. I've said this before too. It is a spiritual war. I won't go into it and and drag it on in great detail, but I've said before. You see. The characters, and I've read their own quotes to to, to y'all as well, from the top in the eugenics movement and so on, and from the, the WHO, they said that religion is a darn nuisance, it has to get put put away, because in the past it was always religious exemptions that were, were demanded for vaccinations or for complying with what they want you to do. And so if they could knock that away, and, and, and they've given you an atheist society, and I pray well atheists, for most folk is atheistic. And so all, you're, all you're, you've got to argue with is the terminology they give you. What is the communists? They, they, they decide what the terminology and what the names of things will be, and then you have to try and debate it on their turf, you see, using their language so that they win. That's why they give you, that's why they're always rephrasing things today as, as they go progressively, as they call it, in society with their social programs and social ideologies. And, and they, they give you the terminology. And they give you the, the, the negative terminology, like, like phobic, something phobic or whatever, or deniers or all this kind of stuff to make, to shame you and to shut up, you see, <laughs> to end all debates at all. That's exactly what Peter Hitchens talked about too. He said when he was trained as a Marxist, and he was at university, he said he came out not just like a, a true believer, but ready to kill for Marxism and for the communist system. Although they call it Marxist Trotsky at that time. But uh, that's what he said. And he said we, the first thing they taught you was how to how stop any opposite uh, reaction by stopping all um, debate from the other side. To silence them. Well, that's never changed. But part of it, as I've mentioned before, is they give you the terminology. Well, once you've knocked your God out of the picture, right? Uh, because, see, they can't debate you on God. When you say, well, God gave me these rights. That, that, they, they can't come back with a scientific answer to that, you see? So once it's out of the picture, uh, you, all, all you've got is their language, to argue with. And they say, we're the real experts, you're nobody. So we win, you see. And in public size, you always got this passive public that sit and watch all. In the public size, like they'll say, yeah, I guess so, I guess they win, they're the professional, they got, you know. And and that's how it's done. You'll you, be defeated for most of the people before you start. So you got to just start saying no, you know. And all you have to do, don't go into sign, just say, I'm, I'm a human being. Just like Network, the movie where he said the network, I'm a human, a human being, he says, and I'm not going to take it anymore. And uh, he yells out his window and has them all yell out the window every night at the same time. Maybe when they're all clapping for the National Health Service in Britain, which has been getting destroyed for years before this happened. By many different uh, means, actually. But when they're having all their clapping and that, and all the cameras turn up for, for the televisions, and, and nurses from all around come out. They don't even work in the hospital, and, and they'll take part in this big loving there, and and and, and you know, and they're not going by social distancing and laughing and clapping, and they're all getting clapped and stuff. 
maybe all the poor convicts, all the, the general public, you're all convicts now, you see, locked down your homes. And uh, but maybe you should be worshipping all the folk in uniform now. Worship them. I mean, all fascist societies love you to 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 worship the services, as they call it. You know, the police, military, and everything else. And teachers, by the way, if teachers could get their own uniform, they could join the act because because it's all, they're getting big bucks too. Like Stalin says, you pay your teachers well because they indoctrinate the next generation of citizenry. So you get them all together and the pictures congratulating each other and, and you can applaud them. And uh, that, well, that would break the monotony of it, wouldn't it? Being locked down like a convict, you see. Isn't it wonderful? You get locked down and then you're supposed to praise the people that are going to keep you in line like the police. That's really good psychology. It, it, it's a great technique, isn't it? Where the, the police can join the nurses and everything. I mean, I mean, the, the police themselves have no problem going right up to folk less than six feet away in Britain, as an example, right in their face, and 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 push them and moving them or arresting them. You see, they're probably spreading it more than anybody else. Maybe they're doing a good job if it's, for, if it's going to create herd immunity. Maybe they're unwittingly doing a better job of it, you know. <laughs> it's really some, every year I used to think about herd immunity when it came the flu season came around. Because when nothing much was happening, they've got to keep training the public to, to respect police. You know? That's what ride programs are for. It's nothing to do with catching the drunks. The drunks generally know, know not to go on the road when they're drunk. Or they know what the, where the side roads are or whatever, you see. But they're really a, a form of exercising control on the public to keep you in the public. It's public awareness that the cops are still there to remind you. Because everybody's guilty of something. Everybody feels, as soon as you see cops, you, 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 unless you become a cop, you see. I think that's why a lot of people become cops, because then they don't feel guilty anymore. But whenever you see cops, you always think, oh my God, what have I done, you know. And uh, you're trained that way. You really are trained that way, aren't you? It's just quite something to, to, to how you've been trained from birth to, to be a cowering little animal. <laughs> but that's how, that's how it is. A very naive people are trained that way. But uh, I used to think during the flu season, because they'd actually roll the window down, down there was one, they'd, stick their, they'd stick their face inside of the car to, to sniff your breath. It's rather insulting. And it's a challenge. It's an aggressive act. It's like dogs, try that with a dog, you know, and you, and you, you get your nose bitten off very quickly. But it's, it's meant to be aggressive, because you're still you're like human animals. You, you, your space is important to you. And um, so they stick it in your, in, your, in your face and then sniff at you, right, to see if you've been drinking. And I always thought, you know, that's probably how they're creating herd immunity every flu season. Mainly through these right programs, when you think about it, eh? And of course, if you did that, even with the COVID, if, if they're doing it with COVID or the flu, and then they'd, they'd still say, when they put tracers on you, you've tested positive for this thing. You know, how many folk have you seen in the last week or whatever? And the last person you're going to think of is a cop sticking his face through the window, <laughs> like he's impervious or something. But that's probably where you would get it from if that would happen. So really, you, you, every, you have to examine your life and what you live through 
and you have to stand back from it all and see it through a different different eyes. It's the same like an alien creature coming to Earth and looking at all. To see, and that, that's when you start to realize what's really going on, as opposed to how you're trained to believe it's going on. It's really true, you know. Let's just say Jack C. Lull, you know, the, the, was, was a great um, writer and a great philosopher, in a way. He, he would break so much down into plain, plain speak, basically, in, in how we behave and how we're trained to behave by the rulers in society. I'll put up another video, by the way, where a, a politician in Italy gets the point on this. She um, gave a, 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 little, a, a little speech during the parliamentary session in, in, right in Italy, and she brings up Bill Gates and talks about him being a, really a criminal. And he should be tried for the, the enterprises that he's done in the past because he went through the sterilization of, with the, all the different free vaccination programs that he's been, and, and bringing polio into India and so on. And that's true. That hasn't been, it hasn't been denied. It was, uh, the World Health Organization had to admit it. I remember reading that at the time on radio too. And uh, where they found out that he was getting a live polio vaccine uh, not so. It was given actually uh, orally, or inhalation, one of the two, and uh, it was live. And what, what happened was that a massive outbreak of of polio, and it mutated. They claim. I often wonder if it was actually in the stuff they were given, it was already mutated, maybe. Because well, this is another thing. You, you can't go on like this when you go forward like that. Who are eugenicists? Who don't like to? He, he wants to bring the population down, like his daddy. Yeah. These are causes, these folk. This is not to help you, you know. The true believer is in reducing the population, big time, like by big amounts. And no one, who give him permission to do what he's doing across the world? You understand that there's a bigger governmental system on the go than, than what, you, what you hear about, obviously. And it's by, the, by guys like Gates and the rest of them are all part of it. But the, the vaccine for, for the polio, uh, they end up saying uh, it mutated and caused a, a new strain of polio that was sweeping through parts of India. That was admitted to by the WHO. You know. And then the sterilization too with uh, the so-called free tetanus shots. Lots of stories about it. It can be verified, as I say. And um, these people are really monsters. That's how I see them. It's only because they look still look partly human, like Bill Gates, uh, that that you, that makes folk think that. Uh, well, you know, he could never do anything really awful. You know, doesn't look like a very strong man, does he? And uh, flaps his arms around an awful lot, and but then those eyes are dead. They're steely cold, you know, behind them. There's nothing there, you know. That's this is a guy who really is dedicated to the, to these causes of <laughs> breaking down populations and so on. You can see it in him, yeah. And he and his talks too. He's been quite open about it. But that politician in Italy, 
it goes through it, the whole list of the, of the agenda in, and uh, quite condensed form and um, says it out loud. Now this this politician in Italy gave her talk, seven minutes I think it was, and it's on uh, YouTube and it's on BitChute I think too. And and she went right to the to the throat, you know, right for the throat. And she demanded the rest of Bill Gates in her, in her talk in the Parliament. Sarah Cunial, her name is Sarah Cunial, Member of Parliament for Rome, and denounced Gates as a vaccine criminal and urged Italian President to hand him over to the International Criminal Court for Crimes Against Humanity. She also exposed Bill Gates' agenda in India and Africa. That was asked him about what he did with the sterilization and also the, 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 the disease, the polio disease that was let loose through his, his particular brand of vaccination. This is in Africa, along with the plans to chip the human race through the digital identification program ID2020. I mean, this guy's got his hands, he, he finances a good chunk of the money to the WHO. So, so everybody's in his pocket there, right? The official ones who are pushing the agenda are in his pocket. He's also come out with reimagining um, education. So, so his company, if he can keep all the children at home from now on rather than going to school, uh, then his company, uh, this new education system online, will, will be the total indoctrination service uh, for a unified uh, indoctrination, a standardized indoctrination for the whole planet. You understand? You can't meet this. This is the greatest Bond villain you can imagine. He really is of our day. Uh, he's not the only one, but but he's 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 really got a finger in every pie uh, with this global agenda. And she, so this politician comes out with it, and then goes. And by the way, every every minister of health who's on board with this toll ID twenty twenty as well uh, is, is all part of the same thing. They're, they're all sworn allegiance to it. There's no doubt about it. Early in 2015, it, it was the Italians who exposed secret Chinese biological experiments with coronavirus back in 2015, eh? And they show you some of the links they, they had there at the time. And it says, an extraordinary seven-minute speech was, it was met with wide applause. Sarah Cunial, the member of Parliament from, said that Italy had been subjected to a holy inquisition of false science. And... She roundly criticised a necessary lockdown imposed on Italians in the service of a globalist agenda. She obviously mentioned the deep state. It wasn't just in America. And uh, I'll, I'll put up the... You can actually see it, uh, if you, and, uh, like I say, on video if you want. But there's also translations elsewhere too of her, her talk. But she goes through Hobbes. She says, Hobbes said that absolute power does not come from an imposition from above, but by the choice of individuals who feel more protected, renouncing to their own freedom and granting it to a third party. Right? With this, you're going uh, on anathetizing the minds with corrupted mass media with uh, a brand of disinfectant, she calls it, which in a uh, promoted by mass media, an NLP, uh, that's neuro linguistic programming, with words like regime to allow and to permit 
to the point of allowing you to regulate our, our emotional ties and feelings and certify our effects. So in this way, phase two is nothing else than the persecution or continuation of phase one. You must change the name, as you did with the European Stability Mechanism. Since we have understood people, for sure, don't die for the virus or from the virus alone. So people will be allowed to die and suffer thanks to you and your laws for misery and poverty. And as in the, in the best regimes, the blame will be dropped only on citizens. You take away our freedoms and th- that we looked for it, uh, divided it, impera, divided in rule. It's our children who will lose more, who are raped souls with the help of the so-called guarantor of their rights and of SISME, which is CSMAI, Italian Coordination of Service Against Child Abuse. In this way, the right to school will be granted only with a bracelet to get them used to probation, to get them used to slavery and voluntary treatment and to virtual lager. This is all this in exchange for a push scooter. I guess you them free push scooters and a tablet to the little children. Eh? Get them trained as, as, as criminals, really. Yeah? All to satisfy the appetites of financial capitalism whose driving forces the conflict of interest, conflict well represented by the WHO, whose main financier is the well-known philanthropist and saviour of the world, Bill Gates. So you wish some of the politicians he would give these talks away on the air. Mind you, they wouldn't get them out. They would have a, a sudden interruption of services on the TV. And she goes on and says that based on intercepted human intelligence report, a controversy has erupted in Nigeria, whereby Bill Gates is accused of offering Nigerian House of Representatives a 10 million bribe for the speedy passage of a forced vaccination program. We all know it now. Bill Gates already in 2018 predicted a pandemic simulated in October 2019 at the event 201 together with Davos, Switzerland for decades Gates has been working on depopulation policy and dictatorial control plans and global politics aiming to obtain the primary the primacy on agriculture, technology, and it's true enough. And he's trying to deal with the meat supply. He's quite open about it. He's even got patents on certain uh, artificial meat products. And of course, he's right into the, the different uh, agribusnesses as well. Uh, the, I think, uh, no kidding, this guy's way above uh, Blof- is it Blofeld and the, the Bond one, eh? Way above that. Mm-mm-mm. And also, it says, um, she quotes Bill Gates, who, who from his speech, and I, I put up the link before too to a YouTube, where he says, If we do a good job on vaccines, health, and reproduction, we can reduce the world population by 10 to 15%. Only a genocide can save the world. (laughs) Really? And uh, she says, with his vaccines, Gates managed to sterilize millions of women in Africa. Gates caused a polio epidemic that paralyzed 500,000 children in India. And the link is here to it as well, by the way. And still today, with DTP, vaccination gates causes more deaths than the disease itself and he does the same with GMOs designed by Monsanto and generously donated in quotation marks to needy populations all this while he's already thinking about distributing the quantum tattoo for vaccination recognition and uh, the mRNA vaccines as tools for reprogramming our immune systems in addition gates also does business with several multinationals that own 5G facilities in the USA 
as I say, it goes on and on and on. It's, it's quite good. Um, talks about the deep state, talks about high-tech multinationals like the Roman engineering, which is a friend of the noble Mantoan, this is Italian, or bending spoons of Pisano, which are there for control and manage your personal health data in agreement with the European agenda, ID 2020. Yeah, your governments are all completely complicit with the same, exact same agenda. It's all one big agenda worldwide here. And it was drafted up long before you heard of this coronavirus, this 19. And she's a tiny contribution to the International Alliance Against Coronavirus will be 140 million euros, of which 120 million will be given to Gavi, that's a GAV alliance, the non-profit by Gates Foundation. They're just a part of the 7.4 billion euro fund by the EU to find a vaccine against coronavirus. Vaccines which will be used as I've said before, no money, of course, for serotherapy, which has the collateral effect of being super cheap. No money for prevention, a real prevention, which includes our lifestyles, food and relationships with the environment. And she was on and on. And the real goal of all this is total control, absolute domination of human beings transformed into guinea pigs and slaves. Well, that's a politician that, that uh, somebody might vote for, eh? <laughs> really, <laughs> come on. But as I say, you never, unfortunately, you just can't get that kind of rhetoric in the West. It's just verboten, and um, it's as simple as that. Yeah. But yeah, she ends it with... Uh, uh, hoping that, that the President um, Conte next time you receive a phone call from the philanthropist Bill Gates, forward it directly to the International Criminal Court for Crimes Against Humanity. If you won't do this, tell us how we should define you, the friend lawyer who takes orders from a criminal. <laughs> That's the kind of stuff you want. This woman's got more gojones than the guys, obviously. And uh, But this has to be said. Uh, this isn't speculation. Uh, it was just given out here. Everything she's saying can be confirmed, including the damage has been caused by certain vaccines across the world. And and Bill Gates' uh, big agenda. He's got his fingers in so many pies. Eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quite some. But I'll put that, these, these ones up, as I say, tonight. And... Um, we can go through some of the stuff, as I've said before. We're run by these these, these criminals. There's no doubt about it. I mean, suddenly out of the blue, uh, Bill Gates has launched it into his, and presented as some kind of superstar. Again, I've mentioned before uh, with, with uh, some of the characters who, who literally run big PR companies who admit their job is to create stars out of scientists. Like Sarah, they made Carl Sagan a, 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 a star, given the same star making machinery as a pop star or an actor or an actor or whatever, and, uh, and, and, and put all the guff, all the rubbish about them, how wonderful they are and how intelligent they are, and, and then they start telling you how you should live and all the rest of it, and you say, wait a minute, I thought they were just a guy who, who liked to look at the stars, you know. There are billions and billions of stars, yes, and you're little nothing, little midget in amongst them, you know. and then they start telling you how you should live or die, even. And that's how it's done. They did the same thing with Einstein, eh? the star making machinery. Most of his speeches, by the way, were about politics. Yeah. Well, I think I'll follow Einstein because he's got good ideas in politics. Well, <laughs> there you go. See, 
And, and that's why I read the articles from the Council on Foreign Relations when they brought in um, George Clooney and, uh, and, so, and some of the other uh, actors and actresses in that category that, that they were well known. It says because, because people type to follow them, they follow the stars. That's what they mean by that. They, make, they didn't used to call these folks stars, remember, till Hollywood was created, you know, and they took it all over and, and they introduced it to the stars, and you follow the stars, you see, just like a, just like a, um, a horoscope or something, or the zodiac, you know? And sure enough, you know, it doesn't matter what kind of bimbo it is, but she, she's presented as someone that says amazing things. And, oh, well, my God, you know, I'll, I'll follow, I'll follow that. She knows what she's talking about. I've seen her in, in, in that, that movie where she murdered ten husbands, and she's awfully good. You know? So that's, that's all it takes, eh? Actors and actresses generally have nothing to say. You don't, they don't know who themselves, they are themselves. They're always acting, you know. That's what they give you to, to follow, you see. So they do the same thing with scientists. And uh, and, and Bill Gates made him, because he's got all the money in the world, so he can, he can pay for them. He'd make me a star, and they make you a star. And suddenly he's presented in every show as though he's the ultimate authority. on. He has no medical training of any kind. Doesn't matter, though, eh? That's how it's done. Well, he's a rich man, you know. Well, mm-hmm. Who made him rich? What made him rich? Do you really think these are all self-made people? They're all part of a big... A front, as I say, if they have to appear in front of the public and and speak, and so on, that they're not the top. The top ones don't work at all. For those who don't know it, but I'll put uh, these links up tonight. Remember, too. Again, I keep stressing this because um, the way things are going is the big tyrants at the, in the top there, who literally have given you the only kind of form of communications left. <laughs> And who are censoring everybody uh, way more than any any uh, Stasi operation could ever have dreamed of. Uh, you know, it's um, as I say, it'll get worse and worse and worse as as this goes on because they're saying that, that um, it doesn't matter if what you're saying is true and can be verified. If they want you to shut up, they'll say you're you're saying the wrong information. It doesn't matter how true it is or verifiable it is. Uh, they've decided this won't rid of you, you see. This, this is what tyrants do down through history. And now it's electronic communication, and they've made sure that they're in charge of all. Uh, you're, I've always said before, you're not giving more access to more information or more uh, means to communicate, to get less. When, when they withdraw and eliminate other forms of communi- communication, that they're narrowing your choices, and then you, they, they, they owned up with what's left, right? I told folk back in the 90s what's going to happen. I said, they get 20 years out of this internet, uh, because they've got to get addicted to it before they start taking away your rights, when I mean, you pay for things, and, so, and then monitor you, yada, yada, yada. Uh, and, and I said, um, uh, but, then, but then you had nothing left. I said, don't get rid of your, of your little printing presses and machines, and you might need them again. I really mean that. Because the tyranny that's coming down the pike is way beyond the old Soviet system, where they simply, or the Stasi system. The Stasi was better, really, where they literally had a fantastic technique of forcing folk to spy on other people. And a good chunk of the population was spying on all the rest of the people. You never knew who was who. But this is more efficient when you're put, voluntarily putting all your data up on, on their system 
uh, and they tell you that they've got uh, they've got uh, the rights to use all your data, <laughs> and you've gone along with it too. You see. So you you update yourself to them, every, and and uh, you do it voluntarily, and they've got all that. You see. It won't be hard to to uh, come and find you no matter where you are, and just uh, make you disappear at the right time if if need be. You you got to understand something. And I, re I don't want to lecture people, but when tyranny takes a real, real hold and, and gets going, right now it's not even a fast walk. Once it starts walking quickly, almost at a trot, uh, then, then you, you'll see it. You'll see the teeth then. That's how tyranny really works. And you, you get a chance to do something before it gets to the trotting phase by, by saying, no way, no way, no way at all. And um, it's going to take, as I say, the, the Gandhi technique uh, of uh, a passive kind of resistance, non-violent resistance. And, but definitely, uh, is people individually, little lights come on across the planet and say, no, no, that's it. Uh, that's how things have to work. Uh, because the majority of the public uh, will go along with, with who makes the most noise. But they'll follow the lights going on eventually. If the sea is, is, is making a, an effect and, and possibly going to win, that's when the, the rest of them just jump on board. That's what they always do down through history. Because what they're bringing down here in an atheistic society, like Russell said, and he was all for it, is a, a scientific tyranny. It's not even science. It's bogus science, as you know most of it. But... Uh, it's under the guise of science, and they've knocked all, out all your arguments, especially with God and religion. Uh, and um, that's why they're so cocky about it right now. So you better find your God's back again and bring it back uh, and start uh, putting it up. Because if you don't do it, they're going to walk all over you and destroy you. It's a hell on earth, a scientific tyranny, as Bertrand Russell said, will, will be truly a hell on earth. That's what he said. But that's what he was all for. And he said that. He says, I'd rather be a scientific tyranny. It will be brutal, but that's the way. And that's what they'll, if you're in the way of a scientific tyranny, you know, you, you're not a person with rights anymore, or even, even God-given rights, or any kind of divine rights at all. You're, you're just a creature, no different than a mouse, and they'll squash you. You know, I like to squash a bug. Um, you're just in the way and you're irrelevant and that's where science eventually always goes in the atheistic type system I hope you understand that so going to cuttingthroughmatrix.com as I say take notes permanent note of all the sites I, I have listed on cuttingthroughthematrix.com in case any of them get to go down and remember too in my talks you can always download the talk it's much easier that way and listen to it when you want, and you can stop and start it, etc., because they're, they're pretty long. And uh, and I put links up, too, to the to the topics I mention for those that want to use them. A lot of folk do. <laughs> That's where they run their shows on. <laughs> but um, you can, it helped me take along, too, by saying some, some cash my way, hopefully. And, uh, and I'll keep going as long as I can. And you can see how to do it at cuttingthroughthematrix.com. And hopefully very shortly, we get a temporary reprieve uh, to get some stuff maybe printed up uh, shortly. And we'll see how it goes and get some books out too that way.
with your support, as I say, I'll keep ticking along. But I, I've seen that. I've seen this. What I'm talking. What I talk about, I've seen personally, and, and I've had them come at me too personally. And I almost died in a hospital when literally the only thing that was keeping me alive was pulled off me. And uh, and the specialist came. I didn't know who he was at the time. Yelling that he was a. He said, I'm a very important man. I was coming out of a kind of semi, the first dose I'd had since I'd been in there. Had no idea. He was yelling at me, you know. And uh, he he, he said, uh, I can't be sued. He says, I'm a corporation. No one was saying anything about getting sued or anything. I knew this guy. I says, why was he so... He'd been sent in to give me the death sentence. And I was discharged because of him. With the medication I need to keep me keep to, that would help me and, and let me clear up, cure me of, of the problem. I'm not kidding you. That really happened here, and that's how the world really works, folks. So he'd been the, the guy who appointed to do it, and he, he was in a bit of panic. He because I was I couldn't figure out why is he saying this? Why is he saying he's a corporation and he can't be sued? Nobody was threatening him with anything. I took a while to dawn on what that's exactly what it was. Yeah. So in the real world, believe you me, they're already working fast and furious. Uh, and even the hospitals here anyway say to you, uh, if you go in a second time, by the way, uh, this is bioethics, this, this is taught in universities now. And, and bioethics is another thing that should be tossed out and, and literally um, burned uh, among, amongst all the other uh, Rubbish is out there and degrees. Well, there's a lot of trashy degrees out there, but they're dangerous degrees because it's training people who then train more people in different areas of health and on how to look at people not as really valuable creatures, but as uh, less valuable and even unworthy according to their age and their medical status, etc., etc. That's what it's about, folks. And that's why you got euthanasia being put on, really forced upon people now in Canada, different places. LifeSite News has had quite a lot of articles in the past years about that, so have other, other uh, sites as well. So uh, it's, it's quite fascinating to, to, to actually see it all happening. Um, but because you, you don't see any propaganda about marching guys in dark uniforms and jackboots, it doesn't, doesn't hit home to people. You've been trained that that's what evil is, you see. That the worst evil wears business suits. Uh, and, and often... Uh, uh, casual wear to the professor class and they're the characters who are advising um, a generation who, who, who will who have been rad- radicalized with Antifa groups and all the rest of it uh, like an army, like a Bolshevik army ready to get let loose upon the older people and uh, they'll go for you and they'll eliminate you with, 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 uh, with gusto believe you me that's how they've been trained you see it in them. You're, you're responsible for destroying our world, our future. And it's been drummed into them through the education system too. So say cuttingthroughthematrix.com and, and help me tick along and you can donate as well. And you can see how to do it there. You can even send ca- uh, checks. Now, here's some articles here. One article here. It talks about the availability of genetic data to do with coronavirus. Uh, has uh, got biologists thinking that possible that the virus may have escaped from the lab in Wuhan. This is what they said, you know. 
initially, which was known to be studying coronaviruses like diseases in bats, the UK ministers are reportedly no longer discounting the possibility that the virus escaped from the lab. Link is on the article too. And um, that's from the sun.co.uk, the Sun newspaper, or news outfit. So they get into it too. Remember too, remember that, that uh, eventually when the Chinese says, oh, it could have been the Americans that did it. And then you thought, well, it's because of that that sporting thing they had with, with the U.S. Um, over in Wuhan a few months before that all broke out. But I think what the Chinese were also hinting at is that they were given the, the, the basic building block of this particular virus um, uh, from the U.S., from Fauci, of course. And that has been admitted to, uh, or at least the data has come out about it to confirm it. And SARS-CoV-2 is well adapted for humans. And what does this mean for re-emergence? Is it getting ready for the spike? Oh, it'll come back in the fall, you know. But it's well adapted for humans. And they go on about the side-by-side comparison of evolutionary dynamics between the 2019 to 2020 SARS-CoV-2 and the 2003 sars cov and uh, we're surprised to find that SARS-CoV-2 resembled SARS-CoV uh, in the late phase of the 2003 epidemic after the SARS-CoV had developed several advantageous adaptations for human transmission. Our observations suggest that by the time that SARS-CoV-2 was first detected in late 2019, it was already pre-adapted to human transmission to an extent similar to late epidemic SARS-CoV. However, no precursors or branches of evolution stemming from a less human-adapted SARS-CoV-2-like virus have been detected. What they're telling you is that it seemed to be made. It would have had to, some of the, the top virologists have said it would take 800 years of any kind of, uh, with a, a lot of luck put it that way too, uh, 800 years or so to evolve in so many different stages to be so adaptable. Uh, for attacking humans in the way it's doing and being awfully successful uh, in what it's doing to humans. It would take 800 years from the old, the last SARS uh, type virus uh, to, to the present um, COVID 2, you know. So that's what they're really getting at here. It was awfully well, just all, all ready to go, you might say. Well, that's why other scientists, you know, the white magicians, uh, from the laboratories are saying that um, it had been manipulated to, to, to be so potent. Again, that they're back into the into the gain of function. That's what they do in these laboratories. Don't forget too that Fauci worked. Uh, he he was he was one of the overseers for for Fort Detrick. Eh? Did you know that? And also over the cancer society because cancers uh, are often caused by viruses. Eh? It's uh, Small little world when you get into it, really. And you had to get a finger in lots and lots and lots of pies. But I found that when I was digging through some of the old, old articles from from, from Dietrich. And um, so he's a very important guy in that field, which, as I say, at the very least, you'd have to be totally, you'd have to have CIA clearance for many, many things, and maybe even higher than that. But this article goes into it in a little bit, not really in much depth, but it gives you an idea of what they're thinking about the PDFs here too, if you want to study it and look up on what they've found out. And it is interesting. 
would actually ad- admit to certain things in, in scientific articles without saying it's definitely that they're, they're pointing to the fact that the, th- the darn thing had had somehow been helped to skip a whole bunch of evolution to do what it's doing. And that's regardless of what Fauci eventually came out and said, oh, well, it probably just did it by itself. Which he had to do when his name started to come in for being responsible for giving it to China. And he got um, Trump's warp speed vaccine czar oversaw an infamously botched vaccination. Wonder why a third of Americans want to dodge this one. And it says that uh, nearly a third of Americans might refuse a vaccine for the novel coronavirus, according to a poll conducted earlier this month by Civic Science. The percentage has likely gone up since then, as the 2,900 respondents to that survey gave their answers before Trump announced on Friday that the 12 to 18 month timeline for vaccine development, already unheard of in the pharmaceutical industry, would be stepped up with an eye towards rolling out a shot by the end of the year. It's not just a shockingly abbreviated timetable as Americans worried about their safety regarding the proposed vaccine. The head of the initiative already has one botched jab under his belt as he's invested literally in several of the vaccine candidates under development. They're all, they're all completely, you know, you, these people are so contaminated with corruption and, and um, they've got fingers in all kinds of pies uh, that you can't say that they're, they're independent, uh, working for any kind of health for the public. Uh, they're too compromised uh, in so many different areas. So GlaxoSmithKline vaccine chairman Monsif uh, Slough was appointed by Trump Thursday to run the task force his administration is calling Operation Warp Speed. Uh, Slough spent 30 years with GSK, that's GlaxoSmithKline, one of the dozens of pharmaceutical companies working on a vaccine. He's also earned close to half a million dollars as a director of Moderna currently tapped as one of the leading candidates in the vaccine race. I wouldn't go near them too. But watchdog groups like Public Citizen have already raised alarms about his conflicts of interest, but that's the least of his problems. And it's true, they're, they're so glaring, they shouldn't be appointed to any of these positions. As chief of vaccines at GSK, Slough, or Slough, I'm not sure how they pronounce his name, oversaw the development of the disastrous pandemics vaccine of swine, for swine flu. A shot that was rushed in the market without trajectory in the midst of a 2009 epidemic during which public health officials, oh, you're all going to die then too, by the way. Um, the officials were shrieking about enormous death tolls that never materialized, with some claiming the death toll would rival the 1918 influenza pandemic. Sound familiar? And it says the result of the hasty, hastily approved uh, process was unsafe and effective shot that left over a thousand recipients permanently brain damaged. Oops, some 80% of them children. 40% of National Health Service staffers were vaccinated under false pretenses, told the shot was safe and effective. The UK government was forced to pay out millions of pounds in compensation as GSK had refused to supply the drug to governments until it was uh, indemnified against lawsuits, meaning impervious to lawsuit, they couldn't be sued. Pandemics was never approved for use in the US and it's possible Trump 
is unaware that his vaccine czar was involved in the sordid debacle. Why can you keep making an excuse for, for Trump? I mean, yeah, the, the rubbish I've heard for Trump, uh, honestly, is beyond any kind of comprehension. Uh, the man said when he ran, when he first ran, was it 2016, before he got in, that if he got in, he would give uh, pharmaceutical companies and vaccine makers the rights to bypass all kinds of testing on the general public and rush things to market. But part of that, do you, don't you understand? Do you think he just was uninformed? It's, it's just astonishing to me. Do you hear the rubbish they used to have? Or oh, somebody, somebody took away his cell phone because he was tweeting. Do you really believe this tripe? Huh? Huh? You've never heard any guff like this in your life. Mm-mm-mm. So here they go again. Maybe he doesn't know what this guy was involved in. Maybe he doesn't know. Hmm. But as I say, it wouldn't matter who was in, because they're all the same folks. That's, that's the truth of it. They're all the darn same. He goes on to, to say here, as GSK's checkered past isn't exactly as, as secret uh, stateside. The firm had the dubious uh, distinction of paying out in 2012 the largest fine ever paid by a pharmaceutical firm after admitting to what the Justice Department called the biggest healthcare fraud in history, shelling out $3 billion as punishment. That was a, a drop in the bucket, by the way. For, amongst other things, concealing the deadly side effects of his diabetes drug, Avandia. Of course, GSK is hardly the only drug company cutting corners. Moderna, the favorite to win Operation Warp Speed, has never brought a vaccine to market before. And the mRNA a vaccine is developing is a type that's never been approved for use in humans. Worse, the company is actually skipping animal trials completely with its chief medical officer, uh, Tal Zaks, insisting he didn't think the intermediate step carried out to avoid subjecting humans to unnecessary harm was necessary. Can you believe that? Huh? His chief medical officer, or how much he gets for promoting that kind of space, is uh, he didn't think the intermediate step carried out to avoid subjecting humans to unnecessary harm was necessary. No. It's a brand new type, you know, uh, an RNA-type vaccine uh, that will change your, your, your cells in your body forever. It's not, it's not the old kind of stuff where, where you cut bits and pieces of things together and different, then you grew them on or either in, in eggs. You know, that was a traditional way it was, it was injecting them into eggs. And um, later on, they started to grow them on uh, dog kidneys, as a, a one as well. And they were getting massive uh, problems with, with that one too. Uh, that was one the Department of Defense talked about before, because uh, they, they tried that with flu shots, some flu shots before, you see. And they found out, uh, and I've read the articles by the, the makers of the, that particular type, Say, well, it's different, it's much better, and it can make it much faster than the old egg way, and so on. They always give you glowing reports before they, it, 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 they even used it. They always do that to get their shares up. They, oh my God, the money is pours on what you wouldn't believe. But the Department of Defense had to eventually start warning uh, them to stop giving out the flu shots in 2017 to 18. And I put up the links to this before from the Department of Defense, and so I'll try and get it again tonight. Because you had a massive uh, cytokine reaction to it. 
And then you have a second wave going to your lungs too, a phages sites. They, they eat up all the debris, like a battlefield in a sense. But they can also flood into the lungs and also choke you to death, basically. And cause hemorrhaging in the process too, is just eating up the dead cells, living in dead cells, that's what happens. And it'll continue until you get resolution, that's what happens. It's like a battlefield where the, where the viruses have been battling. And, oh, and then bacteria set in secondary infections, you see, in the lungs, on top of the viral infection. And so it's a big battlefield with dying and, dying and dead cells all over the place. And in come the phages and then eat them all up, etc. But they cause scarring in the meantime and so on and so on. But anyway, if you survive that long, you're going to be in a bad way for a while. Well... Uh, they found out in 2017 to 18 uh, that uh, the flu shot that they were given, at first they claimed that it gave, it gave good good antibody response, but here's the thing, once they hit the real flu, the, the real raw flu in nature, once they hit it, they had a massive overreaction to it with the cytokine storm, and that was what was killing the people. Well, the same thing in Canada, where, where they panicked at one point, you know, the, the health group in Canada panicked, and uh, the government had to warn people uh, to, to stop right off the bat, don't, if you're not, don't take this particular flu shot that year. And I'm reading it in, in the air at the time as well, because they found the same thing, that folk who were getting the flu shot were way more... Um, Actually, they were in that one that they gave in Canada, they were way more, way more susceptible to getting the darn flu than they would if they hadn't taken the shot. There's so much. You understand that to write the good success story for these vaccine companies, they spend a lot of big money getting people to make up bogus reports on how wonderful it is. I used to do articles exposing this stuff years ago. They'd hire the top guys in the line of virology and bacteriology and so on and have them write glowing reports. Not that they even checked up to see if the folk often existed. That's how you do it. The chronology, because the rewards are so incredibly lucrative. But yet government signing on every one of their citizens to take shots for whatever it happens to be. Big, big money, guaranteed to get paid by the government, which is the taxpayers' money. But guaranteed, eh? And then they're made safe from prosecution. So I wouldn't let them stick anything in me unless the doctors or the nurses or had all their names and addresses and written that they knowingly gave me this shot, blah, blah, blah. And uh, and the handful from the government too has, has been I guess mandated by Trudeau or whoever, then that their names on it too, so that they're they're willing to be to, to, to handle the lawsuits and deal with the lawsuits if they're found to be negligent, and, and putting people at, at, in danger of their lives basically. Well, how about that? Isn't that a good way to do it? As I say, they're already the top virologists are already out saying this this thing's blowing over. Blowing over, meaning you know, if if you took if you the more lockdown you take away quickly, you get a faster herd immunity to it. But they've done everything to to stop the herd immunity, really, to slow it so, so that they'll get a spike, so they can lock you down for across over the whole winter into next year. That's what they wanted initially. Remember that, <laughs> and your system will never be this, anywhere near the same again. 
have to get that. You'll, you'll get used to it. You know, folk adapt to. There's an article too. It was also put out um, by Marcola, and he talks about Robert F. Kennedy Jr. again, and uh, how he's been doing some courageous work. He says he co-founded Waterkeeper Alliance, the world's largest clean water advocacy group and provides legal counsel for the National Resources Defense Council, which help protect organic producers for food and so on. He's also fought legal battles on behalf of the Informed Consent Action Network, founded by Dell Bigtree, and chairs the board of directors of the Children's Health Defense. But he says he wrote a brilliant foreword to Judy Mikovits book, Plague of Corruption, but he also says, while Kennedy was referring to Mikovitz's moral courage, the same can be said for Kennedy himself, whose career as an environmental attorney and activist is built on defending those who cannot defend themselves. It includes children who are being harmed by vaccines that have, not, have yet to be tested for safety, especially when given in combination with other vaccines. And it says, um, what happened to Trump's... In this article, it says, the Safety Vaccine Commission. That Trump was going to get a vaccine safety commission. But you'd see anything you get in, you know. You know. But when President Trump was elected, he contacted Kennedy, right? And asked him to run his vaccine safety commission. Now listen to this. Unfortunately, the safety commission never got off the ground. Most of the stuff that Trump talked about never got off the ground. And he says, I agreed to do it, but immediately after that, Pfizer, the big the drug company, wrote a $1 million check to his inauguration committee. He then appointed a Pfizer lobbyist called Alex Azar, he's big up there, and I hear his name everywhere, to run the HHS. And he handpicked a Pfizer insider called Scott Gottlieb, he's all over this thing, a small gang, you see, to run the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. <laughs> As soon as they got in there, they shut down the Vaccine Safety Commission and any other questioning of vaccines, Kennedy says. That's how things work, folks. You talk about gangsterism, organized gangsterism. And, and it's the same in every country. It's the same gang, really. Different departments of the same gang across the world right now. And they share the loot big time, you know. That's how they do it. <laughs> Quite good, eh? And and really, they're, they're bold. They don't give a darn if they get seen or not. They're so cocksure themselves. But there you go. Kennedy was asked to, to run the Vaccine Safety Commission for the president. And uh, but immediately uh, after that, Pfizer, Pfizer, the big drug company in vaccine, wrote a $1 million check to his inauguration committee. That would be Trump's, I guess. He then appointed Pfizer lobbyist Alex Azar to run the HHS, and he handpicked a Pfizer insider called Scott Gottlieb to run the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. As soon as they got in there, they shut down the Vaccine Safety Commission and any other questioning of vaccines, Kenny says. He says, I think a lot of people were telling him you shouldn't be doing this, and Bill Gates was one of them. But I think once he took the money from Pfizer and put in their guise, the commission was dead in the water. So, Bill, so, so yeah, Trump knew what was happening. And then they, then they went to the evolution, you know, of uh, 
viruses. As explained by Kennedy, the way they accelerate evolution, this is what the gain of function is, is by taking the coronavirus from the... This is what they take it from, from, from the bats, right? They take the coronavirus from the anus of the bat and they replicate it in animal tissue such as pangolin, kidney tissue. Next, the, the grown viruses are placed on a feral monkey to kidney cells followed by mouse brain tissue. That's, by the way, why, why one of the reasons they had this massive cytokine storm. You see, these animals also have a whole host of other viruses in them. Humans do too. You carry them all the time, different kinds. But uh, what they're saying, even with the Department of Defense, is because they're using the, the, they're growing on on these on different animals that have these coronaviruses, all kinds of harmless ones too. But you get all the, the, what they call debris in the actual vaccine from all these other viruses. And for some reason, when you when you get hit with a real coronavirus. Uh, uh, outside, from outside of the vaccination, from from the air, from from nature, is if you want to call it nature. I'm very, I'm very skeptical that many of them are are just natural these days. But um, you get this massive cytokine storm that that can kill you, and they're putting it down to this the other coronavirus types that are, that are because of the different tissues are growing the viruses on from animals. That's one of the the main. Uh, Things are looking at right now. So they grow on the viruses. And I think I mentioned last week that there was even an article where one company was trying to grow them in, in eye, human eye tissue, actually embryos, you know, the aborted fetuses. <laughs> it, it's, these are the black magicians. Though. The white magicians uh, don't do that. They, 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 want to, they want to do it all for the good of humankind, you understand? You know? Each time you transfer the virus to another animal tissue, you increase the risk of zoonotic animal virus contamination. That's what they call it, the, the virus contamination, you see. In addition to mutations, according to Kennedy, six years of evolution can be accomplished in a matter of days using this accelerated evolution process. Through this process, extremely viral forms of the virus can be rapidly created. Typically, milder forms are used to create a vaccine, as explained by Kennedy. You can take a mild form and give a person that mild form and they don't really get sick. They, they can develop antibodies and that's the theory behind vaccination. It's a theory, right? But there are reasons that they like to create those super viral forms, the super type. One is most of the labs where they do it, like Fort Detrick in the US and Wuhan lab in China, are not only vaccine labs, but they're also military labs. They're, they're biowarfare labs. That's what, they, what they're using mainly. So they want to mess around and look at these viruses that they may be able to weaponize. Not only that, the people who are creating vaccines like to create super viral forms. They give them to mice who have been genetically engineered to have a human immune system. Essentially, then they try to cure them. They actually, <laughs> it's an article last week where they, they've created another type of, of, of super mouse that's even more, more, more human genes in it than ever before. Mm. Tell you. And it says, then uh, they track you. These experiments were get, uh, going on in the U.S. until 2014. They were they were Dr. Anthony Fauci's projects. Hmm? President Obama ordered it to, to stop because they had a lot of lab escape problems. A lot of these th- these these creatures escape too, mind you, but they also have the, the viruses escaping too. In 2014, from three different laboratories. So that they put a clamp down at the time for it.
Instead of stopping as he was ordered, Fauci moved those operations to the Wuhan lab in China. Is this what I'm saying? This is this stinks to high heaven with his Fauci and the Bill Gates and the whole thing. It really does. Come on here. Instead of stopping as he was ordered, Fauci moved operations to the Wuhan lab in China and continued to do those experiments right up until the time that the coronavirus pandemic occurred. In fact, infectious disease expert Ian Lipkin was doing those experiments over there when COVID-19 exploded. And I'll tell you exactly what happened because it's very suspicious. He continues telling the story of how it may have been generated by releasing the virus to ensure that dangerous coronavirus research would continue and receive fresh funding. Because here's what happened. President Trump came in Obama had an, an office in the White House for pandemic defense and for pandemic security. They were involved in funding coronavirus research projects in Wuhan through Fauci, and President Trump ended all funding for that office September 20th, 2019. It's interesting that the dates, isn't it? And when did they have that uh, event? 201. So, so that was the last paycheck any of those scientists got. In September uh, the 30th, 2019, a whole lot of scientists were laid off in Wuhan, uh, October the f- is when the first case of COVID-19 was reported. It's suspicious because it looks like there is a possibility. And this is what, this is what Kennedy was speculating. I'm speculating, he says. I want to make that clear. But it's a possibility that somebody who lost their job in that lab could have released the virus. It might have been somebody who wasn't even in the lab, folks, who just ordered it. Really. You know that yourselves. Eh? Because a whole agenda is to come out of your whole way of living is completely altered, folks. And they want this to be permanent. And ha- having you bend over backwards uh, to start with, uh, or lockdowns and social distancing and all this kind of stuff, it's just the start of it, if you let them get away with it. It's a, a pre-written script here. And they need this thing to happen to bring it into being. And it says, most journalists, it says, um, let's see here, let's see. It's an even broader agenda appears to be the introduction of a far more authoritarian regime, along with the transfer of wealth from average people to the richest through a planned economic collapse. And of course, that's happening now with trillions of dollars being dished out. And you're supposed to be in perpetual debt forever, massive debt, worse than before. And uh, you're going into the austerity program that the United Nations had their very signed on to years ago. I did all the talks at the time. I said, what do you think austerity means? It means poverty. You're going to be living in poverty, mandated poverty. And then, of course, this article ends with a whole, I'm only part of the way through it, but the coronavirus vaccine may be a disaster waiting to happen, it says. I'll put the links up anyway for those who want to read it for themselves. And it's good to read, you know. Most folk now are looking for, for visual, visual little clip bits and bites from 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 uh, from YouTube or somewhere, but it's, it's good to read stuff. It sticks in your head longer and better. Actually, I always find it. And again, influenza vaccination, respiratory virus interference among Department of Defense personnel during the 2017 to 18 influenza season. And that was by Greg G. Wolf. Armed Forces Health Surveillance Branch is an official branch of the Air Force, and so on. Uh, Wright Patterson Air Force Base.
And it says receiving influenza vaccination may increase the risk of other respiratory viruses while they're growing them on uh, animals' tissue now that have uh, different coronaviruses. Uh, <laughs> and that's what it's called. It ends up with virus interference. This is test negative study. Designs are often utilized to calculate influenza vaccine effectiveness. And the virus interference phenomenon goes against the basic assumption of the test negative vaccine effectiveness study that vaccination does not change the risk of infection with other respiratory illnesses, thus potentially biasing vaccine effectiveness results in the positive direction. The study aimed to investigate virus interference by comparing respiratory virus status among Department of Defense personnel based on their influence of vaccination status. And it says we compared vaccination status 2,880 people with non-influenza respiratory viruses to 3,240 people with pan-negative results. Comparing vaccinated to non-vaccinated patients, the adjusted odds ratio for non-flu virus was 0.97, 95% confidence interval and so on. Additionally, the vaccination status of 3,349 cases of influenza were compared to three different control groups. In the conclusions, eventually it says receipt of influenza vaccination was not associated with virus interference among our population. Examining virus interference by specific respiratory viruses showed mixed results. Vaccine-derived virus interference was significantly associated with coronavirus and human metanumovirus. However, significant protection with vaccination was associated not only with most influenza viruses, but also para-influenza, RSV, and non-influenza virus confections. What they're telling you here is, when they've initially tested after they've given it to you, you'll get some antibodies. The problem with the conflict is, though, when you hit the actual virus that's supposed to protect you against, in its raw state in nature, you have this massive, massive cytokinetic storm. You've been programmed to have it through, through, the, through the contamination of the other viruses in, in the vaccines from, from the animals that are growing the specific virus on. It takes, it's not, it takes other viruses with it. They can't clean it out, you see. That's what happened even with the polio vaccine, remember. We had hundreds of animal, uh, they call them simian, the monkey viruses, and uh, they were in every, every single shot. They couldn't take them out. That's what they claim. And including the simian 40, which was the, the, the cancer-causing virus. Well, that's never been... That's what they're still getting yet. You're still getting all kinds of um, viruses from the tissue, the animal tissue they're growing this particular virus on. This flu shot is not like the others, it says. Now, this, this article goes back to 2014, right? This is all connected. Uh, it doesn't the names they give. They're, they're all different types of vaccines. But they're often connected together by the same companies, in fact, many of them. 2014, this year, Novartis, Novartis, right, uh, shipped its first full batch of Flusilvax. It was called Flusilvax. A new vaccine that was only approved by the, the FDA, in 2012. The company made a limited amount of this shot last year, but there are more doses to go around this flu season. And for the first time, the doses were made at the company's newly approved U.S. plant in Holly Springs, North Carolina. Remember where the coronavirus that Fauci sent over to 
came from North Carolina too. The vaccine is made without growing the influenza virus in chicken. This is how it's normally done in chicken eggs, right? So this new type, they didn't use the, the chicken eggs. This is which is the way that flu shots were made for more than four decades. Instead, flu vax is grown in kidney cells from dogs. The technology means that the shot can be made in less time than a traditional flu shot. Enough virus can be churned out in about 65 hours to 75 hours compared to the six months or so it takes to grow in chicken eggs. This all means that people who are allergic to eggs, well, they don't care if you're allergic to eggs or not, folks, or to look at this, they're only pumping you anyway. <laughs> they don't care about the side effects of, of, of pumping and stuff from, from dog, the, the varieties from dogs, kidneys, and so on. So that's the excuse they give you is, you know, they don't want folk to be allergic to eggs and so on. They now have a, a different auction for getting immunized against it. The only thing is, though, if you, if you don't go with the egg type, you're left with the dog type. I can guarantee that you, when you walk in the park, you, you'll want, if a stranger to go up, and you, need, you just need to go to every lamppost that you see, including the waste paper bin. You just can't help yourself, right? Now it says, in studies that the FDA reviewed before approving the vaccine, the shot was 84% effective. They always tell you the same thing. This 84% effective in preventing flu amongst adults, right? That they do, that the FDA does, their pals in the FDA. They're, these people are all, they're all they're like musical chairs moving from companies and the FDA and back again. Into the, I've done talks on that two years ago. So in preventing flu amongst adults who were vaccinated compared to those who received the placebo, people getting flu cell vaccines produced around the same amount of antibodies to an influenza virus as those who were immunized with a chicken-egg-based flu vaccine. Uh, it says using animal cells instead of chicken eggs, say Novartis, allows them to have more control over the, the purity of the, the final vaccine. How well influenza grows in the chickens' eggs is variable. Some eggs or batches of eggs help the virus grow, but others aren't as conducive to producing large amounts of influenza. So the cell-based technology is also a plus during a flu pandemic since the platform can produce more doses quickly to control an outbreak as a particular influenza virus spreads amongst population. And it says the company has produced doses of pandemic flu viruses against the H5N1 using the cell technology and is keeping them from in deep freeze as part of the U.S. government stockpile in the, the event of a pandemic. So it says the FDA has approved seven different kinds of flu shots in addition to flu and the standard vaccine made from chicken eggs that protects against three strains of influenza. There's also a shot that protects against four strains of flu for the needle phobic one with a microneedle injects injects just into the skin and doesn't penetrate into the muscle, making it less painful. For the elderly who need more protection, right? That's what the, this is the end thing now. You give the elderly more protection, a bigger doses of it. Now, if the smaller doses are having reactions with younger people, what do you think? And you're going to give heavier doses to the elderly who've got weakened immune systems. If you've got a weakened immune system and you're pumping a heavier, more stronger, more, more virile dose and the elderly, what do you think that's going to do? Huh? It's astonishing. It's like, again, we're back to voodoo again, isn't it? 
magical thinking. Well, the elderly have got, got a more weakened immune system, so let's pump more of this stuff into them. Is that, is that to try to terrify the body, the Lysenko effect, you know? And to start to working again, but giving them a bigger dose of something. If a small dose isn't going to work very well, why give them a bigger dose? If their immune system is so compromised and weakened, it can't utilize itself or the vaccine and produce antibodies. In fact, they're going to have a massive reaction to the vaccine, definitely. And that happens. Lysenko, by the way, was a favorite of Stalin. And, and he, um, he came up with a bright idea. It was to do with communist theory. They could force society to, to evolve, you see. Genetically, in a way, by, as though the, if you if you brought up the, the educated classes from the from the working class and the educated classes, it would continue and evolve and evolve by itself, like a learned memory, a genetic memory, in the cellular structure of everybody. And but he he thought they would do it wheat. I think it was wheat. It just wouldn't grow in some parts of Siberia. So the idea was to try to shock it, freeze it. Uh, and bring it back into the warmth, like, like a torture system, you know, kind of like a Pavlovian style, but for, for plants. And, and by doing so, you'd force it to evolve, to adapt, uh, to grow in, in, in freezing temperatures in Siberia. And to show you how, how terrified you'd be afraid of, a lot of folk who kept studying Lysenko's would say, this isn't going to work, you know, other biologists and it just—it's not working. They were—they were executed by Stalin. You better get understand. Folk are ruthless at the top when it comes to these ideas because they're a bit wonky to start with in their head, you know. There you go. So this article is, is was from Time, you know, the Time—that's the name of it. Uh, when they were bringing out the, let's let's go back to 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 getting more more viruses and coronaviruses from animals, by growing it on animals rather than, than the eggs. Why do you think they did it in the eggs eventually? And it's because of what they were doing before with animals. So after a while, folk forget, and oh, they won't remember, you know, what happened the last time. And again, flu vaccine grown in dog kidney cells. After that wonderful glowing report there, right? Okay? Have you got it? Have you already forgotten it? How they said about that 85% success, right? Here's an article which you always, you always see after these, these fantastic of how glowing flu vaccine grown in dog kidney cells is another failure. Oh dear, I thought it was going to be a such success and all that stuff. So the cell-based flu vaccine, flu cell vaccine grown in dog kidney cells became available again during the 2017-18 to 18 flu season, right? That's what, what the DOD said. That's, that's what they were giving them then too, right? By the way, that's they were giving them something similar in Italy this this last winter, eh? Huh? A novel type again, eh? Hmm. So Flusilvax, this wonderful thing made by Securus, was supposed to offer advantage over egg-based flu vaccines. A study by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration revealed the cell-based vaccine worked only a little bit better than the conventional flu shot in protecting seniors, which isn't saying much. This is what the report says. When flu vaccines overall had only 24% effectiveness in preventing flu-related hospitalizations, 
in people aged 65 and over and older, the Flusilvax vaccine had an effectiveness rate of only 26.5% in that population, which really is negligible at all. So all that money and these glowing reports, because I always give you, they pay really important, really professional writers to give them glowing reviews, you know. And they always end up with the same thing after, you, after it's been pumped into the public. So the first of growing the dog kidney cells became available. The vaccine was licensed in 2012 and approved for individual age, age four years and over as the effectiveness of conventional flu shots continues to leave much to be desired, the new Flucilvax vaccine was touted as a new and improved version that would protect more people once flu season hit. In reality, a study by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration revealed the shot worked only a little bit better than the conventional flu shot in protecting pregnancy, which isn't saying much. Well, flu vaccines overall had 20% effectiveness and preventing flu-related hospitalizations in people at 65 and older, the Fusilvax vaccine had an effective rate of only 26.5%. So in addition, according to Securus, the cell-cultured vaccine is superior because it doesn't rely on egg uh, availability. <laughs> They've got a shortage of eggs, which could be affected by avian flu. So they give you all this guff you see as to why they, they came out in the first place. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, they caused problems, obviously, because you had these terrible uh, sadian storms uh, after you got the shots when you hit the actual viruses that were out in, in, in around you, around about amongst the society. Now this article goes on and eventually gets to the point. And again, I'll put all these articles up you know, at cuttingthroughthematrix.com for those that want to, to look them up. But it's said that uh, there's more to your immune system and, and the flu shots than just what they've said before. They they're keep repeating. A lot of articles today, they'll, they'll repeat the same things over and over, almost about five times in five paragraphs saying the same stuff. But eventually it gets to the point. It says, your immune system's response to flu vaccine can make you more susceptible to the flu. Remember, this all comes from the, the best people money can buy in the profession, say, that, that bring you this stuff. And yet all these years later, as, as every year it's an oops, 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 oops. So the flu vaccine is described as the best tool to stay healthy during the flu season despite years of dismal feel. Well, who says it's the best tool? If you're healthy, generally you don't need anything. You wouldn't get, you know, you, you won't even get the side effects of the flu or even the simple effects of the flu. Most folk have got the, got the coronavirus or had it already and, and didn't know they had it. They're not sick with it, most of them. It's the same with the flu. It says there are many reasons, a lot of folk had this, they say that they had um, the, the viruses of polio going through them. Uh, most folk did and had no symptoms. Then it, then it left them, that's simple as that. There are many reasons why flu vaccines are often ineffective, starting with vaccine mismatches. Each year, health officials, they, they make educated guesses. And that's what it is. Here you are, right? From the people who want to jab things in your body, from dead tissues and so on, of different creatures and animals, they make educated guesses, right? As to which influenza strains will be uh, circulating in order to include them in that year's vaccine. Often the vaccines are not well matched to circulating viruses. That's generally what happens. 
They always tell you that in the spring. Well, there's the wrong combination. However, there's more to it than this, in part due to the complexity of your immune system and how it works. A term known as, as heterologous immunity describes the memory your immune system has of previous infections. This is awfully important, this part. So your immune system has a, a, form, of a, a form of a memory, right? The previous infections, which allows it to respond to similar infections later. See? Sometimes it's a good thing giving you protection from circulating diseases. But not always. As noted in the Journal of Leukocyte Biology, heterologous immunity has two faces, protection and immunopathology. Immunity, immunity to previously encountered viruses can alter responses to unrelated pathogens. This phenomenon, which is known as heterologous immunity, has been well established in animal model systems. Heterologous immunity appears to be relatively common and may be beneficial by boosting protective responses. However, heterologous reactivity can result in severe immunopathology. That's, that's damage, you know. It may help explain why flu vaccine may offer some level, as I was telling you earlier, often these shots, uh, especially when they're grown on uh, <laughs> this hodgepodge of animal tissues and so on, with, with many uh, humans have stacks and stacks of viruses in them at any time. We do. Often you're born with with carrier viruses, or pigeon viruses, or carrier viruses. I always call them pigeon ones. But because you're you're born with a lot of them too, or you get them from your mum and so on. And they're harmless throughout your life. But animals have them too. And often they can be similar, but not the same. So once you're putting some ones from animals into you, into your bloodstream... Uh, especially if there's ones that they've been using <laughs> for vaccinations, you're having this incredible reaction to it with an overreaction of your entire immune system going on the war path at once, poof, when it hits the real virus that it's supposed to protect you against. They know this, but they don't like to, they don't like to tout it too often when they're trying to force you to take the latest shop because big money and every year you know big money every oh, millions million billions across the world in vaccinations eh? so it's not wise for them to if they want big profits to tell you the truth so so here in this article this went into the uh, too deeply this one but immunity to previously counter viruses can alter responses to unrelated pathogens but the pathogens, you see, are, are related because they're in the shots. That's what I was saying. You get all this other, they call it debris from other viruses from the animals that they're pumping into you. doesn't say that in this one, but that's what it is. The phenomenon, which is known as um, heterologous immu- immunity, has been well established in animal model systems. It says the strategy of annual flu vaccination may in fact be backfiring, leaving those who have had have been vaccinated annually less protected than those with no prior flu vaccination history. You see this over and over again in their own writings. Research presented at the 105th International Conference of the American Thoracic Society in San Diego even revealed that children who get seasonal flu shots are more at risk of hospitalization than children who do not. 
Now, these, these aren't conspiracy sites, folks, and, uh, and, and the International Conference of the American Thoracic Society is, isn't some cloak and dagger thing, you know. And this is what they found. Children who had received the flu vaccine had three times the risk of hospitalization as children who had not. Among children with asthma, the risk was even higher. Mm-mm-mm. It says, despite the questionable effectiveness, we're likely to see more cell-based flu vaccines rolled out. Already there's also a flu vaccine produced using genetically modified insect cells. That's for folk who are on drugs and like a good buzz. And one of the horizon, on the horizon manufactured in uh, Nicotiana, uh, Benthamania, a type of tobacco plant known for its ability to make proteins at a high rate of speed. Yet no one knows what the long-term effects of such vaccinations will be or where their purportedly benefits are truly worth the risk. Hmm. Well, I guess they probably take the Nicotina one uh, along with the insects, and they really do get a buzz, don't they? When they're smoking it. The Cochrane Collaboration concluded in 2014 that the NNT number needle to treat uh, for the flu vaccine is 71. In other words, 71 people have to be vaccinated in order for a single case of influenza to be avoided. <laughs> In a 2017 scientific review, on the other hand, and, and the, the links are here for uh, the NNT for the vitamin D was 33, meaning one person would be spared from acute respiratory infection, such as the flu, for every 33 people taking vitamin D supplement. No kidding. I, I guess it's, if you get more sun, it would certainly help too. That's for no doubt about it. <laughs> This article was on two eventually to natural killer cells or a specific type of white blood cell. They're an important component of your cell-mediated innate immune system are involved in both viral diseases and cancer. Researchers recently discovered that with enough NK cells in your system, you will not contract influenza. And the link is for there for that too. It says... Uh, KLDR1 is a receptor gene found on the surface of NK cells, and the level of KLDRD1 found in a person's blood prior to exposure to influenza virus was able to predict with 86% accuracy where that individual would contract the flu. Anyway, it uh, goes on and on and on. But... Um, don't be scared to look at every every sort of article out there. And you get other ones with fanatics that will just tell you garlic, you know, garlic, garlic, garlic cures everything, all that kind of stuff, you know. And it's fine for the people who want to believe it all, but the fact is you, you find lots of good information that have been taken from official sources on your journeys. You can verify them. This is the whole point. You've got to verify them too. It's amazing what goes on. Here's an update from Florida Health Department, a, a manager was told to delete coronavirus data uh, and apparently she designed a program for them for Florida and for the health department and they didn't like the number she was giving them with different things and I think part of the study that she did uh, was showing you that people had already had uh, um, been testing positive to the, to the flu before it was supposedly out or something like that Anyway, whatever it was, it just shows you that you can't believe the official stuff they're giving out, especially during this pandemic, where they're lumping in sick people, uh, sick and dying people with all kinds of things. 
Uh, and like everybody else in society, you probably find they've got the debris of all of these viruses in their nasal ca- cavities. Uh, and But they say, well, if they detect that at all, they put them down as COVID deaths. That, that's, that is not science. Uh, that's a, a political, that's an agenda, a social, political, and economic agenda at work here. No doubt about it, folks. And so, you, so they've really, you, you can't believe in the tell you anymore. So this particular woman, anyway, she, she was told to delete coronavirus data and forced to resign, she says. And I'll put that link up there, too, for folks who want to see it. And uh, my name is Rebecca Jones. Another article here. Is how coronavirus hijacks human cells and takes over our genes and turns our immune system against us. It's like nothing I've seen in 20 years as a virologist, you see. And you'll find other ones too who are still hyping up the terror and terror and terror. But uh, as I say, you're finding people who've had previous shots, by the way, there's no doubt about it, um, are are having this this massive uh, reaction when they actually hit the, the actual virus itself. And I think it's because they pre- I suspect, like, like the last article, <laughs> that's because, and many other articles too, and the Department of Defense, is because you've had shots already that have uh, literally triggered your immune system to go all out, all out war, like, like never before, against something uh, that they could, they could deal with if you hadn't had the shots prior to it. Early, it seems to be what's happening. This article too is another good article too. Uh, a Harvard Medical School professor questions uh, Fauci's uh, shading vaccine results. That's what it says here. And a moment in time with narrative following scientists are lauded like uh, unquestionably omnis- om- omniscient supreme beings enabling dumbs rock partisan politicians to play omnipotent overlords without fear of blowback. The world needs more people like William Hazeltine. His last two weeks have been seen markets and politicians jump exuberantly at the hope of every press release from a biotech firm that proclaims one of their pet rabbits didn't die when they fed it their latest DNA reshaping test material. And says Barstool Sports' Dave Portnoy said it right. When did we shift from flatten the curve? Remember all that? Oh, let's flatten the, cu- flatten the curve, flatten the curve, to we have to find a cure or everyone's going to die. Well, they did that from the start, folks. If you listen to Fauci and the WHO and, and every health uh, appointee to the government, uh, they've been on board with the exact same agenda from the very beginning. Your natural immunity is no use, you see. Although it works, you see, it's no use. No, you've got to get an artificial one. You've got to take their their very expensive uh, treatment for it, you see, their vaccination. And it's been that from the beginning. And and again, this whole, you you can't get your house till you've had your vaccination. They weren't even caring if you're already immune to it through antibodies, through natural antibodies. Didn't matter. That's the first time in history, too, right? Oh, yeah, we've got a better type of, of, of antibody who is synthetically, scientifically made. It's better than natural. And so it says that this is where we find ourselves, every talking head proclaiming the same malarkey. We will reopen carefully with PPE and social distancing and whatever else is mandated from on high until we find a vaccine in 12 to 18 months, at which point the world will be made whole again and kumbaya. Kumbaya. 
So former Harvard Medical School professor and founder of the university's cancer and HIV AIDS research department, William Hazeltine, dared to speak out today about the higher level of BS, that's bovine fecal matter, and damage that's been done to trust in and scientists and even dared to break the one holy writ that shall go unmentioned, throwing some shade on Dr. Fauci, reflecting on Moderna's press release this week, which was immediately followed by massive equity raises. And that's how they do it, like I mentioned before. As soon as they say, oh, we've got, this is a great thing we've got here, Moderna's press release, followed by massive equity raises across uh, numerous biotech firms and upgrades from the underwriter's surprise. Hazeltine said, if a CFO had tried to get away with such an opaque and dataless statement, it would have been treated with derision and possibly an investigation. The CNBC anchor desperately tried to guilt him into the official narrative of clinging to any hope, as long as it lifts stocks, no matter its utter uh, BS Ishness, <laughs> it says, but uh, Hazeltine destroyed her na- naive party line, it says. We all know it's an emergency, and in an emergency it's even more important to be clear on what you know and what you do not know. However, Moderna did not follow the process. You don't know what happened. We don't know what happened. There's no data. It's just a wonderful thing they've come up with. It's wonderful, wonderful. And... Uh, it says, uh, whether Fauci shaded what should consider have been done, I think it's an important question. He's obviously under enormous pressure for positive results. But what's not the right, right thing to do if you can't see the data? The full interview uh, below is a must-watch by all who care about freedom being controlled by a narrative directed by fear-mongering elites in the name of science, when the science is a... Is, is being ignored and being bastardized to meet a political need and being treated as if handed down on high from the uh, man himself or being manipulated explicitly. And isn't that the truth of it? This is Hazeltine's interview is perfectly into his uh, opinion piece on today's Washington Post. So that he actually gave his talk in the Washington Post. It says, faith in medicine and science is based on trust, but today in the rush to share scientific progress in combating COVID-19, that trust is being undermined. I, I wouldn't even say undermined. I think it's just a, a, a massive pothole is in the ground, it's gone. Private companies, governments and research institutes are holding news conferences to report potential breakthroughs that cannot be verified. That's because it's so lucrative, right? It's, it's the Klondike. The results are always favourable, but the full, the full data on which the announcements are based are not immediately available for critical review. This is publication by press release, and it's damaging trust in fundamental methods of science and medicine at the time when we need it most. You, you saw the same thing, by the way. I was waiting for and I knew darn well that Fauci was going to, wasn't going to approve any medication or give his go-ahead or nod to anything until it came from Gilead Company. I just knew it. And sure enough, that's what happened, and, and uh, he gave his nod, and had a great write-up. Again, the same kind of thing without any any real data to back up the claims. Uh, even now, uh, um, uh, remdesivir, I mean, tests in China already, and then and they hadn't found any improvement with, with it at all, pretty well. 
or, or negligible or very little. And the same with subsequent other tests on it as well. Same kind of thing, but it doesn't matter. Facts don't matter when it comes to making money and and, and, and shit. You know, just, you know, there were con men who used to sell posies, you know, handkerchiefs with rose flowers and petals in them when they thought that the plague, the Black Death in England was was caused by some kind of strange um what they call it? It's something in, in the air. The idea was something in the air. They didn't know what it was back then. But they, they knew that folk caught it. And uh, so, so the, the, if they could have a, a good, nice smell and thing, it would drive away the, the nasty, the nasty, evil, magical, whatever it was. And so they had these rose-scented uh, posies and... and uh, 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 wrapped in, you know, inside handkerchiefs, big handkerchiefs, you know, to drive it away. And and at that time, it was the greatest thing in, since sliced bread, too, mind you. Not that they had sliced bread back then, but then, but that's unless you slice it yourself. But that's what they they really touted at one time. And the other ones too. I won't mention it. It was quite fascinating. But uh, the ones who sold these things actually would bring them and even buy the shipload at, at some point in London. And they also told the people that it worked best if you could find a good outhouse and, and shock your system somehow, shock this terrible, whatever it was, this miasma in the air, and, and shock it from your system by having bad foul stuff smell and then into the lovely smell of the posy, you see. The shock treatment to drive it out. A kind of exorcism, just like chemotherapy and radiation is medicine's attempt at exorcising the disease. Uh, that's what it is. It's an exorcism, you know. Hit it with everything that would terrify you and should kill everything because you don't know what else to do. That's how it works. Anyway, here we go. So this article continues that Moderna announcement uh, Discovered a safety trial of his vaccine based on eight healthy participants. Eight, right? The claim was that in all eight people, the vaccine raised the levels of neutralizing antibodies equivalent to those found in convalescent serum of those who'd recovered from COVID-19, right? So trying to say that their vaccine had equivalent antibodies that you would uh, uh, you get naturally if you recovered from it. What to make of that claim? Hard to say because we have no sense of what those levels were. There you go. See? This is the equivalent of a, a, a chief executive of a public company announcing a favorable earnings report without supplying supporting financial data, which the Securities and Exchange Commission would never allow. There's a legitimate question regarding what Moderna's unsupported assertion means. The scientific and medical literature reports that some people who have recovered have little or to no detectable neutralizing antibodies. <laughs> the link is here too, by the way. <laughs> there is even existing scientific literature that suggests it's possible neutralizing antibodies may not protect animals or humans from infection or reinfection by coronavirus. Such publication by press release, which is just advertised, seems to be a standard practice lately. It's not just lately. 
National Institutes of Health announced last month that the drug Remdesivir offered a clear benefit to COVID-19 patients with moderate disease, shortening the length of hospital stay by several days, but did it really? 20 days after the announcement, the supporting data has still not been validly published. Without the data, no doctor treating a patient can be sure they're doing the right thing. Well, they already had studies done in the Far East who said that really there's no, no real difference at all with it. But you see, this is why would and why would you know that be the one that Fauci waited to push? I knew it was. You'll find that they're all in bed together, folks. It's as simple as that, you know, at the top. Yeah. Another paper published the same day found that this had no measurable effect on patient survival. Here's another article, or the amount of virus detectable. And these are firing some lung secretions. What then should a, pra- a practicing physician do? Follow the unsupported advice of, a new, of news announcements or a medical report published in a leading scientific journal? This is not an idle question. Uh, the Nans- National Institute of Health announcement uh, triggered a global stampede for limited supplies of the drug. And that's what they do. Is It's a big, massive sales pitch. You see, oh, you know, oh, panic. We, we, we've got the, we can treat you and save your lives. Oh, as I said, the Jenner Institute's credit, it does warn visitors to its website that there have been many false reports about the progress of its vaccine trial. <laughs> Still having a scientist working on the, on the trial paint preliminary results in such a positive manner without having yet released the full data is a cause for concern. Mm-mm-mm. And also says the media also uh, bears responsibility. For, not just for, for for lauding each each great announcement they give you on the medical field, but also for giving you, I'd say, for the reign of terror. You couldn't have the reign of terror without the media com- all across the board being complicit in it. Yeah? In it, some. Another one too is this article here. Is Doctor T- the, the full Fucci timeline sorting fact from fiction? And it says his name has become a dinner table familiar as people discuss the doctor's warnings, his comments, and President Donald Trump's responses to the COVID-19 pandemic. As usual, a firm line has been drawn between the left and right sides of the aisle. Some blame the president for all the world's problems, declared Fauci the hero in his crisis. On the flip side, the doctor is the villain, and the president has been misled and misinformed. In truth, the whole coronavirus fiasco has been a pile of con- convoluted, wishy-washy, contradictory information since the beginning. The blame uh, game uh, won't fix anything, but perhaps step- stepping back to examine a timeline of facts and figures may bring clarity to the epic snarl of today's social distancing America. This is who is Dr. Fauci? And he goes through his bit of his history a little bit. And how he graduated from the Holy Cross Bachelor of Arts and so on. And, uh, but he really went in very quickly to National Institute of Health, very quickly. He was picked up, became a clinical associate in the laboratory of clinical investigation at the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, became the head of the clinical physiology section, and by 1980, the chief of the laboratory of immunoregulation. No stranger to controversy concerning his findings and methods. In the 1980s, he's one of the, f- the leading researchers during the AIDS epidemic, and that was quite a fiasco back then too, folks. I remember it well. There was a lot of, uh, again, uh, uh, de- it wasn't just debate. It was almost uh, fisticuffs with a lot of different groups fighting for the causes of it, what it actually was, and 
Fauci suddenly started appointed um, Gallo, I think, is to be the and, and his theory became the, the main one. They got pushed ever since. Even the AIDS one too, and they had the articles out from the government, a bill that had been put in years before. Um, for the government to actually, for the, for the, for the Defence Department to, to come up with a, a disease or some kind of a weapon which could destroy the immune system of an enemy nation. That, that was, that circulated, it was official actually. It wasn't just paranoid conspiracy stuff, it was official. You could actually trace it and look at it and find it. And bingo, up came this strange age thing, you know. This is at 79, the doctors advised six friends on everything from HIV to, to biodefense drugs. I'd say more than, than, than biodefense, I'd say biowarfare, and bioattack perhaps, because all these things can be used uh, either to, to help, supposedly, by their own words, or, or as a weapon when you're into, into, when you're into game of function. You know? And don't forget, too, uh, um, that Fauci's wife, I think it is. She's uh, she's the head the head one the government or uh, attached to the government sites for bioethics, which is right up in at the top right now, isn't it? Who who lives, who dies, and too many people, yada yada, and you know, it's all coincidence, though. Yeah, it is. I think it was some of the uh, the stuff that we got information, like, like a summary of information from December of coronavirus being confirmed in Wuhan health authorities in January, through January, what happened, the releases that were given to the press or by the press. And uh, this is in an interview, Greg Kelly of Newsmax asked Fauci, uh, January 21st, uh, how serious the virus was. The doctor urged everyone to take the precautions the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention put out. He says, but this is not a major threat for the people in the United States. And this is not something that the citizens in the U.S. right now should be worried about. There you go. There you go. But, uh, yeah, everything that's, that's been done to, to, to hype it up and hype it up and cause, as I say, a lack of total or high herd immunity by a lock, because it's caused by the lockdown. Otherwise, you, you'd have had it well over and gone. And a little, maybe a little spike in the winter, and then that would phase out too. That's just what generally happens with uh, this type, uh, with these viruses. What's terrified the public is because the public, maybe for a lot of the public anyway, for the first time, they had no idea that a lot of these viruses do come out of laboratories and have in the past as well, including the previous SARS ones, they say escaped from laboratories there too in the Far East. Uh, so why are people really, you know, well, they've never heard of this before. They think everything just happens naturally. Hmm? By the way, uh, <laughs> I think it's lauded as a wonderful thing by The Guardian, but it says, all adults in England to be deemed organ donors in opt-out system. For those who didn't know it, I'm not shocked by it, because I know in Ontario, here in Canada, uh, I, I put out the article years ago when they, they suddenly with, they, they declared that if you went to a hospital here, you're automatically a, an organ uh, donor. As I say, you, you don't know if they're going to euthanize you and kill you for your organs or what they're going to do. I mean, but they, they, you get to start considering reality here, folks. Everything's changed. Massive, the paradigm change, totally. When these things happen... 
all the adults in England will be deemed organ donors and opt out. So you, you're going to be an organ donor unless, and you die in hospital, right? This is after a change in the law this week that will presume consent unless the family intervenes or the individual opts out. That's what I'm saying. You definitely need advocates, you know. Present 80% of adults in England say they would consider becoming a donor, but fewer than 40% have signed up to the current register. The change, which comes into effect May 20th, could save hundreds of lives each year. It's a massive business organ stuff. You know, a lot of stuff is sold out of the country as well. And... Um, and they always give you the same kind of story. This, the law is called the Max and Kira's Law. To make it more personal, you see, after a boy whose life was saved when he received the heart of a nine-year-old girl who died in a car crash. Mm. There you go. So family consent will still be required for organs or tissues to be retrieved, uh, both out of consideration for the family to make sure additional relevant information is gathered. So it's, uh, they give you a list actually of the stuff they're collecting. It's quite, it's like a shopping supply, you know. It says, um, well, the need for organs is the most acute. The need for tissues, particularly corneas, is also urgent. 20 corneas, 10 donors are needed every day. Last week we had 63 out of 70 or so. It was a good week. But we have weeks where we might be down to 45, Gillen told the Guardian earlier this, week, this year during a visit to Liverpool's site of National Health Service Blood and Tissue, the largest tissue and eye bank in Europe. Heart valves are also in short supply. 60 donations are needed every month, but recent figures suggest only 40 a month are coming in. And it says, in 2019, the volcanic explosion in New Zealand's White Islands resulted in many horrific injuries. Of the survivors taken to hospital in the aftermath, 27 had burns to more than 30% of the body. And uh, this is, um, they said 1.2 million square centimeters of skin had been ordered from the U.S. to treat the wounded. And the tissue was to be used for temporary dressings until the victim's skin recovered and could be grafted. The Liverpool site, which holds... Uh, Human tissues from bone to tendons and corneas offered skin to New Zealand from its stocks. And the bank currently holds uh, half a million square centimetres of tissue with each packet lasting five years. It goes on and on and on about uh, how we have to work hard to get all these organs and stuff. And they were just 24 hours after death in which to retrieve the tissue, often from the hospital mortuaries. Hmm. Yeah, this is a Nice little article here <laughs> to chew you up. <laughs> uh, quite something, eh? It's big business, so you, you, this isn't free, you remember that. It's big, big business. And the top surgeons come in to do it. They get incredible salaries and so on. And uh, and uh, again, I remember they used to, years ago it came out that the internet back in the 90s even, the older system, they had uh, shopping sites for folk who were putting in uh, bids for them, different organs, eh? That's where you end up going. Everyone's dollar, we're dollars and cents, all of us. Even after we're dead, we're still making money for somebody. Because we're peons, we're little servants, you see. That's what we're here for. We're renewable resources, you see. There you go. Yeah. And uh, here's another article here on children who get a flu shot have three times the risk. Again, I mentioned that before. It was another article in the same study, though. The study suggests, and uh, this article here is Science Daily, of course, and uh, 
so it gets official sites and so on. The inactivated flu vaccine doesn't appear to be effective in preventing influenza-related hospitalizations in children, especially the ones with asthma. In fact, children who get the flu vaccine are more at risk for hospitalization than their peers who do not get the vaccine, according to new research. And it goes through the full story, it says, of, of it too, with some data to back up what they're talking about, which again isn't that common. Eh? You've got to get the data. You've got to get data. Mm-mm-mm. Then this one too is to do with, let's see now, yeah. I mentioned before that some articles and some papers are, are calling this thing a hoax now. It's bigger than a, a hoax perpetrated by the media. It's, for, it's a, an agenda, folks. It's an agenda. Definitely, it's an agenda. And you, you will see the spike in, in the fall. They're waiting for it, and, and they're pretty sure it's going to come because not enough folk have been exposed to the darn thing with the lockdown, right? Pretty well guaranteeing it. It'll be a miracle, actually, maybe on our side, if if, uh, if it doesn't happen the way they want it to happen. Because they, they said from the beginning they want everybody vaccinated, regardless if you've got an immune system and you've got antibodies to it. They've developed naturally. They don't care. They don't care. And early data on Moderna's COVID-19 vaccine is insufficient. Another article saying it's insufficient. And, it, and all they do is repeat the same stuff. Uh, and, and they always give you the same one-liner you know, at the top. It produced their protective antibodies in a small group of healthy volunteers, right? That's what they always tell you. In a month's time or two months' time or three months' time, they'll, they'll have a different thing. But at the moment, that they're making billions, see? This is because of the announcement, right? That the stock sale it could raise about $1.5 billion right, right off the bat in shares. It's woof, up, up it goes, you know. And it'll go up higher if they, if they get more data up, right? This is how it's played. Everything's business, eh? And Alan Dershowitz, of course, says he can absolutely mandate vaccinations, as you know. Uh, what a tyrant, eh? What a tyrant. As I say, he had a massage, apparently, and he admitted to that, but he kept his underparts on. As I say, Bill Clinton uh, smoked marijuana, but he said he never inhaled it. So they, but they all knew uh, Epstein and <laughs> you know. uh, what a crew, eh? What a crew. Mm-mm-mm. And and Dershowitz is the sort of character that will try to get everybody else put in prison if you don't accept the vaccine. But when he states that he didn't uh, do anything more than just get a massage, that's well, that's a gospel truth because he he see, he thinks he's God. You see, he's what well, a God, literally. I mean that. He, 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 I've got good reasons for saying that, but he thinks he's a god. Yeah, yeah. I had a massage with that woman, but I did keep my underwear on. And these characters are going to rule our lives and, and, and threaten us with imprisonment if we don't go along with, with uh, the companies that no doubt he's, uh, he, he knows very well. I'm sure he knows them very well, <laughs> the people who own them. If we don't take their vaccinations, eh? their experimental vaccinations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I tell you. And that's what you said on, on TV, apparently. Um, you said, uh, let me put it very clearly, this is Dershowitz, you have no constitutional right to endanger the public. 
I love how these characters can destroy nations. I mean, he's destroying a nation here. If you, if you put up with what you're saying here, he's, he's destroying your constitutional rights. You have no constitutional right to endanger the public and spread the disease, right? even if you disagree. You have no right not to be vaccinated. You have no right not to wear a mask. You have no right to open up your business, he said. Do you realize what you're listening to here? Do you realize under the refugee policies they're all signed on to, they're bringing in refugees, people are claiming to be refugees. Most of them are not. They're, they're, they're just economic migrants. Uh, many of them, by the way, too, are, are wealthier than some of the folk that are putting them up through their taxes. I'm not, I'm not kidding you. But they don't have to even give them, uh, some of them have, have disease, infectious disease and tuberculosis. No, no one's, they're not stopping them from coming in. Huh? Even in Sudbury here, they had a warning a few years ago, uh, and a billboard's up that, that is in the area. Well, they were bringing in quite a high migrant population at the time because Sudbury's scheduled, one of the, the 12 scheduled places to put them, resettle them. In the rural areas, this is the agenda. They agreed with the United Nations. But yeah, there, there's diseases out there. But they're not getting they're not getting put in prison as they start walking around and <laughs> coughing, and etc. But hey, Alan Dershowitz, states can absolutely mandate it because you have no rights, you know, to endanger the public. You understand, if something's not sawed across the board for everybody, huh? there's something else at play here. So you have no right to open up your business, he said, too. Whoa, 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 whoa. Mm-mm-mm. So the, the interviewer, Jason Goodman, asked his guest of the government rules, you have to be vaccinated, then you will have to be vaccinated. And Dershowitz answers, absolutely. And if you refuse to be vaccinated, the state has the power to literally take you to a doctor's office and plunge a needle in your arm, he added. Mm-mm-mm. Aye, aye, that's something. Aye, 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 And this other article, too, from Forbes, says more than stimulus checks, how COVID-19 relief might include mandated vaccines. <laughs> sure, coronavirus be a, a developed, students may hesitate to return to campus if their peers refuse to get vaccinated. That must have been done in the dog kidney, I guess, period. If you refuse to get va- but refusing a coronavirus vaccine may be illegal, it says. If you refuse to be vaccinated, the state has the power to literally take you to a doctor's office and plunge a needle in your arm, explained Alan Dershowitz in an interview earlier this week. It says his statement is good news for schools and universities who could add the coronavirus vaccine to the list of vaccines required their students to have in order to come to campus. Such a requirement could be forced at the state level where exemptions for school vaccination are currently established. See, once you start with them, like, you let them get in, oh, you, you haven't had a measles one, you know, or you haven't, you haven't had a chicken pox one, you're going to college, well, just give this little shot, you end up with shingles, eh? you get shingles. A lot of folk have got it. I know folk who've, who got it from the shot. It's not disputed, by the way. So once you start something, allowing something, you oh, mandated, well, they spread it. Let's get one or two things on the books, then you spread it, and then before you know it, you're getting about two dozen shots pumped into you. you know, so, yeah, this is how they do this. Uh, uh, uh. Schools across the country have closed the campuses in response to the pandemic. 
scrambling to find solutions for fall semester. Well, Bill Gates has got this virtual education now. It's a whole new way of doing it. Just give in and, and you won't need your shot. Then you stay at home forever and ever and ever and just play on the computer. There you go. I'll put this article up too. And let's see now. COVID-19 data sharing with law enforcement sparks concern. More than 11 million people have been tested in the U.S. for COVID-19, all with the assurance that their private medical information would remain protected and undisclosed. Yet public officials in at least two-thirds of states are sharing the addresses of people who tested positive with first responders, from police officers to firefighters to EMTs. An Associated Press review found that at least 10 of those states also shared the patients' names. Uh, so, uh, as his first responders argue information is vital to helping them take extra precautions to avoid contracting and spreading the coronavirus. It's got your whole medical history here. You know that, don't you? Don't you? Hmm? And I think they're doing the same in Canada now, too. They're pushing for it. And Britain's doing the same thing as well. It's interesting to me, too, that uh, London, for instance, well, at least um, the Alphabet company for Google, had made deals with the British government a few years ago to, to, to share all the patients' data on from different hospitals and in society. And it was to grow from there. Well, this is all, you're living through the agenda, folks. That's all it is. This is this, because Google was doing that like 2016, 17 onwards, I think it was. Every country is doing the same thing, right? Because in the brave new world, the police and the military were, will know all about you. You can't have any privacy at all of any kind. So it's, uh, but civil liberty community activists have expressed concerns of potential profiling in African-American and Hispanic communities that already have an easy relationship. It should be, for, forget this African-American Hispanic. This is for everybody, folks. Everybody should be up in arms about it. And say, that's enough. Get off our backs. If they're split up into groups, you'll never get anything done. You've got to all come together. Simple. Very simple. And uh, this information could actually have a chilling effect that keeps us already distrustful, the government, from taking the test. And don't forget, the tests are mainly junk, folks. Mainly junk. This impossible. False positives, false negatives, etc., etc. And... Uh, if you, if you get an antibody test, it's a bit more accurate, but not always, because they, it can also show <laughs> that you've got antibodies to a range of different viruses or coronaviruses too. See? Mm-mm-mm. So I'll put this one up too. And then this one here. Johns Hopkins Bloomberg School offering new free online uh, course to train COVID-19 contact tracers for New York State. He's a new Stasi. And so if you're looking for something to do to help during the coronavirus pandemic, a new online course can train you to become a contact tracer to help stop the spread of the virus. Oh, that's going to be how they're going to stop it, right? Absolute BS. Absolute rubbish. I'll put up some other links today uh, to, to other doctors, by the way, who have come out quite openly and talked about this this nonsense uh, of tracing, because, I mean, how many people, one of them actually said this, this doctor says, he said, he takes a subway in New York. He says, how many folk has he met on the train station platform in the carriages every day? I mean, it's impossible. So this asking how many folk you've talked to, that, absolute rubbish. 
It's, it, the, the, these, these tracers are going to be permanent for other reasons, folks. It's a Stasi thing. And here's the cops sharing all the data. So here's police health data and then contact tracers with, with working with the police. You start thinking, you better start putting it together where this is meant to go. And I mean meant to go, right? And, and this doctor said, you, you, you actually hear him yourself in a video, he, he said, if I, um, he says, if I want to track people who, who've had sex that week for, for say, sexually transmitted illnesses or diseases, now they call them social diseases, nothing social about them, but um, he said, uh, they, yeah, you can find that the, the person generally knows how many encounters he's had in a week, right, and with whom. But walking in the streets or in 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 the subways, you have no idea how many people you've met. Possible. Not that it would do any help anyway, because you, you want, that's what they say, you want the herd immunity. You want more folk to take. Most folk never have any symptoms at all, you know. And they can certainly help the people who do, if they're given the right treatments. So, yeah, uh, this, this Stasi is not going to go away. You can, you can tell the money they're going to throw at it. This, this is not meant to go away. And then you got, um, again, New York City partners with, with Salesforce. It's called Salesforce on Coronavirus Contact Tracing Program, the mayor says. So there's a couple of articles on it, and you can read that for yourselves. And... Uh, It'll deploy a call center as well as a customer relationship and case management system that will help the city track potential cases. But there's other ones too across the country where folk are out in the streets tracking folk down, coming to folks' doors, by the way. And they'll come to test you in your home. You can't allow this, this to go on, this nonsense to go on. California biopharmaceutical company claims coronavirus antibody breakthrough, it says. And um, another, you see, they're all, they all say, that, oh, it's wonderful, oh, your headlines galore. And, and uh, they've discovered an antibody that could shield the human body from the coronavirus and flush out of a person's system within four days, Fox News exclusively learned. Oh, exclusive. Later Friday, Sorrenta Therapeutics will announce the discovery of the ST11499 antibody, which the San Diego company says can provide 100% inhibition of COVID-19, adding that a treatment could be available months before a vaccine hits the market. There you go. We want to emphasize there is a cure, it says. There's a solution that works 100%, says the founder and so on, told Fox News. So if you have the neutralizing antibody in your, in your body, you won't need the social distancing. You can open up a society without fear. Wow. And it's got, uh, it's got the data on it. So there's not much data at all. But what they're, they're admitting is that um, doctors are taking blood plasma. I mentioned that months ago from patients who've recovered from COVID-19, infusing into those who are critically ill. The plasma is laden with antibodies, and the approach shows some promise. And it, it definitely gives you promise, absolutely. Yeah. And it would certainly go over the bad hump of it, that's for sure. And the other techniques, once they, that happens, you get in someone else's um, um, antibodies, you see. But and, and yours might not be pumping your own out, but they, there's ways they can then help your body to create its own. That can certainly be done. 
<laughs> this is I love the nonsense that comes out like like the like the uh, the, the invisible firewall. It, it, the virus just knows it can't go beyond six feet. You know, um, it can defy a breeze even six feet, and that doesn't matter if it's a storm going. But nope, it ain't going to go any further. You're all safe if you stay six feet apart. Absolute tripe. Speaking loudly could help virus spread. Uh, study finds study. Everybody's doing studies, and all these useless, useless characters that churn out from universities with useless degrees have got their hands out for all kinds of studies, you know. And it says um, they found that thousands of tiny droplets sprayed from the mouths of people talking noisily, and they can remain in the air far longer than expected. Wow. Wow. The research published in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences of the United States of America they used laser lights to study the spatter from someone who repeated the words stay healthy at volume for 25 seconds. The phrase was chosen because the th sound in the word healthy was found to be an efficient generator of oral fluid speech droplets. <laughs> they probably their hand out from there, give them their two million and we'll, we'll, we'll take this research further. You know, This is what they all do. Eh? They make their career living on grants. And um, and of course, there, 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 it says the enclosed stagnant air environment was filmed for 80 minutes. Well, very few folk live in stagnant air. There's always a breeze from somewhere. And it's, I mean, here's the farce of all, too. Folk driving in cars, eh? with the window open. Eh? And do you know how... If they're, they're actually breathing, these people. They breathe. Do you know that? They breathe all the way down those streets. They're breathing. And it's just spewing out of that car and, and could, could contaminate thousands of people, eh? For goodness sakes. My goodness, eh? Mm-mm-mm. And then even trains, all the people on trains and carriages, and you've got air circulating that eventually gets pumped outside. Too. Oh, my goodness, eh? This train don't carry no viruses. This train, so I mean, it's endless. We can go with this nonsense, really endless. But give me another two, three million. I'll I'll do a test for it too. Yep, maybe I can reduce that. That if I, if you if you drink a, a glass of wine every night, you've seen those studies, you know. It's good for your heart at the same time, too. And the more wine you drink, actually, the more you slur your words, and you can't really see <laughs> health. Very, very. You might see health, health, and you won't, you won't spray as much droplets across the across the planet. There you go. That's worth a couple of million right there. Mm-mm-mm. I'm telling you, you may laugh. Now another article goes on to about the. Um, Again, the fake counting system is atrocious. There's nothing scientific about it. It is so awful. And it says that the U.S. is dramatically overcounting coronavirus deaths. And we had um, even Dr. Burks admitting it too, uh, that if you've got any trace at all in your science or anywhere in your, in your body at all of uh, even the residue 
of dead cells related to the RNA or anything on this particular virus, they'll put you down. No matter if you just if your heart just exploded, uh, they'll put you down as a COVID death. It's big money. Uh, we've had uh, even uh, a congressman and doctor come out. He's a he's a doctor and a congressman come out and say the same thing. I put that up a few weeks ago. And uh, he talked about the same thing. He was advised to put more folk down as COVID deaths. It's disgusting. So over 86,500 people have reportedly died in the U.S. from coronavirus. And the fear generated by the deaths is driving the public policy debate. But the numbers are dramatic overcount metrics include deaths that have nothing to do with the virus. And the problem is even worse that the centers, as the Centers for Disease Control overcounts even some of these cases and the government has created financial incentives for this misreporting. And relying on these flawed numbers is destroying businesses and jobs and costing lives. And it goes into, some, I don't know if it goes into the the, 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 the fact they get 40-odd thousand per COVID case, if they put them down as a COVID case with a a ventilator, it's extra again, you know. Big money. Uh, but uh, this article at least touches on some of it. And uh, and, and and again, it, it, it puts it down. To, I mean, they're padding it so badly, trying to validate what they've done already. Uh, because it really is way down. It's, it's, they say here already, and some of the doctors are saying this, it's no higher than a seasonal flu. And, and, and if they've stopped padding the figures... Uh, and put them, they'd actually be lower than seasonal flu. Since New York is classifying cases as coronavirus deaths even when post mortem tests have been negative. Despite negative test classifications are based on symptoms, even though the symptoms are often very similar to those of the seasonal flu, the Centers for Disease Control guidance explicitly acknowledges. The uncertainty that doctors can face when coronavirus cases are suspected, they advise doctors that it is acceptable to report COVID-19 on a death certificate. So there's presumed suspected and so on, getting stuffed into them all. Canada's done this before, even with flu seasons, to get numbers up, by the way. Really awful, isn't it, what's happening? But facts don't matter when there's a big agenda. You wait and see. You wait and see. They'll say, oh, there's going to be a spike. Oh, a spike just happened. My God, we close you all down again. And they give you horrific pictures that could be made up or whatever. I've no idea where they came from. And they'll be horrific, horrific pictures. And, uh, yeah, you'll get the Fauci again coming out with his grave face and and all the rest of them. All, all the strange folk behind them. And, 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 and it's, like a, it's true, it's like a strange Adams Family thing you're seeing on the stage every night. Uh, as they all have these little knowing grins with each other and, and rather fixed expressions, which makes me think they're kind of tense. They, they know they're getting caught out. <laughs> but I'll put these links up again, as I say, tonight. And then you've got some, let's see here. What else? Yeah, the, the one about Dershowitz, where I mentioned it, he asked to dismiss Epstein's victim's defamation case. And he argued that his Twitter attacks against Virginia Jeffrey, who alleges that Epstein forced her to have sex with Dershowitz uh, when she was underage, are protected free speech. Amazing about the characters. This is from Jerusalem Post, 2019, September. Quite interesting. But it, it, you're looking at gangs of crooks, really. You really are. Hmm. Mm-mm-mm. 
And then Peter Hitchens goes on about, it says, furlough billions, just a giant payday loan in your name. This is the Chancellor, uh, Rishi Sunak, I guess that's, who's now the Chancellor of the Exchequer in Britain for budgets and taxes and so on. It says, is a smiling salesman of payday loans, because they're giving everybody the same kind of... Uh, uh, temporary cash as they do in the States and everywhere else. And you'll begin to get the picture. It's of course you can have the money. Happy to help, he says, as he hands over wads of notes. But it will not be cheery face of Mr. Sunak that you see when the time comes for repayment by the hard and relentless agents of Her Majesty's Revenue and Customs. So they're going to come for you afterwards as you think it's all free, eh? Mm-hmm. And... Um, Doubts raised over the Oxford coronavirus vaccine, which they were testing out, after all of the monkeys that took part in the trial are found to have contracted the disease. Oh dear, back to the drawing board, eh? There you go. So in the latest animal trials of the vaccine carried out in rhesus with macaques, uh, all six of the participating monkeys went on to catch the coronavirus. And it says that how they tested the monkeys. Uh, it says the ones who received the vaccine had the same amount of virus in their noses as the three non-vaccinated monkeys in the trial. This suggests a treatment which has already received in the region of ninety million pounds <laughs> in government investment, national tax money, may not halt the spread of the deadly. Oh well, we tried. Give us another ninety million. We'll try again. Yeah, there you go. Ontario, Canada, and extends all emergency orders, including limits on social gatherings. And uh, so it's extended all emergency orders in the province uh, until May the 29th. It's, uh, and they'll keep putting it off, and they'll try to get you into next year. Once they've got it in there, it's forever, folks. You'll never get out of the system. So you're, the, the, you, it's, it'll be gone. The U.S. states ordered nursing homes to take COVID-19 residents. Thousands died and how it happened. And it's true, they put in people that they knew were tested positive, they put them into the old folks. To get the numbers up, why else would you do that, folks? You want them to die, you want to pad your numbers and get it up, because there's a big agenda at stake. There's no other reason. This is not, this is not just, uh, just uh, oops, we, we, didn't know, we didn't think that would, come on here. They're not stupid. They're not stupid. Now I'm going to put up to a link to uh, Knut Witkowski, his name is for opposing lockdown. He says he was censored by YouTube. And uh, he's, he's similar to, um, maybe more qualifications, I don't know, to Neil Ferguson. And this one's in the US, this, this fella. But uh, I've, I've got him with a link as well to talking to um, Daniel Erickson, another doctor from California, who came out and got banned as well. And uh, you'll hear them talking together, but uh, and and talking separately as well. This is New York. Uh, city lawsuits, divorces to be accepted online starting Memorial Day, by the way, before you get into it. And uh, <laughs> so the, the, it's amazing. That it's going to help divorces get you done faster, right? But this article on uh, Witkowski, uh, says big tech companies are aggressively tamping down on COVID-19 misinform- called misinformation, meaning not authorized for uh, as pro-agenda, you know. And it says, 
He's a former head of biostatistics, epidemiology and research design at Rockefeller University, the ones that are really pushing the bioethics agenda that they've got all drafted up for how you live from now on in this brand new system forever. But he left, he's been, he's been kicked out again. He says, but YouTube removed a video of him talking about the virus that has racked up more than 1.3 million views. He's 65 years old. He's a ferocious critic of the nation's current steps to fight the coronavirus. He's denied social distancing, saying it only prolongs the virus's existence, and has attacked the current lockdown as mostly unnecessary. Holds two doctorates in computer science and biomedical and medical biometry. Believes the coronavirus should be allowed to create herd immunity, which the flu almost does too. And that short of a vaccine, the pandemic will only end after it's sufficiently spread through the population. And that's what seems to be happening, as we know. Uh, but I'll put links up to him because he's uh, worth listening to and make your own minds up. But um, he, he does back it up with, with data, uh, which is awfully in short supply these days from the official sources on anything. Except the agenda must go through, the agenda must go through, the agenda must go through. Uh, I'll put those links up tonight. And another one from a woman in um, Ireland, on a talk show in Ireland, who again uh, worked in some of these bio-level uh, three or four, uh, she was a professor, and she worked in some of these labs, bio-level three, uh, biohazard level three, and uh, or bio-level three. And she says the same thing, basically. Herd immunity is the only way that this, like any other virus before, uh, that's what happens. We get it spiking as once it gets summer and it dies off. You may get a little spike towards the winter, but then it'll start dying off. As more and more folk uh, have had it, basically, even if they don't know it, uh, which is generally the case. And uh, there you go. But I'll put up her her one, two. Her name's Cahill. And uh, I'll put that link up for you as well. You've got to understand, we're living through amazing times with big agendas on the go. And it's so obviously agenda-driven. All of this is so obviously, so incredibly obviously agenda-driven that uh, it boggles the mind to see them all on board, that one for all, as I say, all for one. And they won't back off, and they they can't back off now. uh, there's an old saying, an old saying with, with thieves and, and gangs, uh, they either you know stand together or they'll hang together, uh, and that's what that's what people who are in, in big big scams do. They, they know damn well that they'll all back each other up because if one falls, it's like dominoes; they all start falling down like skittles, and uh, and and then the truth comes out, and they and they've nothing to back it up with except each other's lies. You see, that's really it. And as more and more stuff is exposed, this thing was planned long before, obviously. Uh, this, this broke out, and they needed to break out because it's never been done before. They never did it, did it for previous flus that, that were killing people. They never did it for that. Uh, and, um, and now they've got more and more evidence coming all the time. It's not as bad as they thought it would be. And yes, it's held off the elderly people, but so is the treatment uh, that they've given the elderly pe- people. They've, they've gone off the standard treatments for, for similar things uh, that, that they've dealt with every year, by the way. They, they haven't given the proper treatments that, that would have stopped these massive storms 
of their boys' defense system attacking the lungs to try to attack the virus. They haven't given them the, the, the normal treatments for it at all. It's, and then locking them down. And you're watching the, the, the food supply of the country go down the tubes as well. That's all in, This is all intentional. I hope you understand what we're, we're talking about here. This is a complete revolution. It's a war upon the public. Starting with a war of terror. All shouted in unison by all the media. And the so-called uh, official uh, agencies for diseases and so on. Hmm? A war of terror. Oh, life was never going to be the same again. You'll never go back to normal. Uh, uh, uh. You're going to have to give up any of its privacy that's left. You're going to accept bracelets, mandatory uh, electronic bracelets or manacles that's going to track you everywhere you, if you don't have a cell phone. You know. uh, 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 uh. Rationing is coming along. The whole thing. It's obvious this is an agenda to go in. And again... The World Economic Forum said that the public were not listening. We told them about sustainability. They won't listen to us. So once you're going into the service economy, now you're post-service economy even, and uh, now you're going into austerity and rationing. That's what they really want, folks. And Bill Gates will help the population drop uh, with these vaccination programs. As he said himself, you know, that uh, you could re- reduce the population. It's not a conspiracy. He said it. It's up there. You can hear him saying it. You can watch him saying it and hear him saying it. It'll drop the population by 10 to 15% at least. Eh? That's what you're dealing with. And it's not going to, going to go away by itself. Uh, and, and in real time, they've got all these different algorithms on the go, checking all the, all the chit-chat across all the different electronic sources. I can tell them pretty quickly how the public are going to react to this or that and so on in real time, within about five minutes of announcements, trial balloons and so on. They know how to, how to play you, you understand. Scientific tyranny indeed, eh? You're all going to die. Well, we'll develop immunity. No, it won't make any difference. You've got to take our, our vaccine. We haven't got it yet, but you've got to take it when we give it to you, you know. When we get it. There you go. But the gang of thieves at the top, they used to call it a parcel of rogues. A parcel of rogues. There was an old song about that they used to sing. A parcel of rogues in a nation. And uh, they're all complicit and they've got fingers in the same pots and pies and so on. And the honey pots of the public purse for their own private enterprises and corporations, etc. And they're running us and they're telling us what we must go along with. So hang on to your, your talismans, you know, and wear your, wear your eyes wide shut masks and wherever you go, and, and comply, comply to, to make sure that batons didn't batter your heads in by your loving agencies that are there to protect you. And carry uh, all, all your different wipes in your hand stuff, and your hand sanitizers, your talismans, uh, and uh, maybe maybe you'll be left alone. If you, if you do enough magic, you might be left alone. Yep, I'm telling you. And and don't say words like health. That that th th th. That will spread droplets across the other end of the supermarket for goodness' sake. You know. I'm telling you. If you have a lisp, it's just tough cheese on you. 
That's all I can say. So regardless of all this, 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 this stuff that's going on, folks, don't panic. As <laughs> I say, don't panic, don't panic. Uh, because uh, there's always light at the end of the tunnel if enough information comes out and enough resistance starts from the public not to go along with this atrocious revolution, as a revolution, to bring you into a whole new scientifically run society. That's what it's about. And that's what the Rockefeller uh, report came out in 2010, talks about. They went through this whole scenario that we're going through it today. They need a panic situation to make it happen. And we're going through it now to, to bring us into the new system of, of being run from birth to death by professionals. Or oh, I said death with the third word again. Oh, my goodness. But... Um, Luckily, there's only me here, eh? But there you go. That's what it's all about. You, you can't make this stuff up. It's in your face. The evidence is out there. And I tell you, there'll be more and more evidence. I'll be, I'll be coming out more and more as we go along through the summer. And they'll, and they'll get worse towards the end of summer because the more evidence is piling up against the people who are perpetrating this whole thing, the more vicious they'll have to be together, to stand together. They close ranks, and they become completely uh, vicious. That's the, that's what happens in history with these kind of gangs that run countries. Now you have them trying to run the whole planet, and it's rather evident, isn't it? And Mr. Fauci, who elected Fauci to tell you how you're going to live your lives? And he said, it's never going to be the same again. You're not going to go back to any, any normal. No. He said that at the beginning. Isn't that rather an odd thing for a guy who's supposedly uh, basically appointed to run private again, <laughs> medical, medical companies and so on? Is he, is he, is he now a, he's a politician and a sociologist now, is he? Or what is he? Yeah. Emperors, eh? Emperor Fauci. Mm. With a few other ones to match him, mind you, but they're, they're, they all belong to the same gang, obviously. It's, it's just Incredible, and, and and but you know I hope the people never forget, never ever forget the complicity of all the media out there pushing this this terror agenda, the war of terror. Don't ever forget that, for goodness' sake, because that's a managed war of terror. Obviously, there was no all the, the media together were are pushing the same stuff. That doesn't happen by itself either. <laughs> That's by agreement, folks. Eh? Anyway, I hope you're taking care of yourselves and try and get some sunshine if you can. Uh, even up here where I am, now the sun's starting to come out occasionally and uh, immediately the mosquitoes are there. So uh, things are back to normal for a little while. And remember, again, go back and cuttingthroughthematrix.com, throw a few pennies my way by check or by PayPal, whatever means you want to use. Even send cash. And that'll help me tick along, cutting through the matrix.com and hopefully I'll be getting the books printed up shortly now. Uh, hopefully. Unless they shut us all down again very quickly. And I'll get them out for those who want them and the discs as well. Thanks for listening. I'm Alan Watchman here of Canada. It's good night to me, your God or your God's go with you. 